The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. It's time for The Rush with Tyler McComas and Travis Davidson. Sound off on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439. Hit the guys up on the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's The Rush with Tyler McComas and Travis Davidson. Since any give up in the locker room? Hell no. What kind of questions that, Phil? Um, we're one and two. We're one and two. We got a bunch of fighters in that room, and um, and give up. That's not a part of this football program. Get out of here, man. We needed a little feel today on this Friday. Good to hear from Feel and Shane Beamer as well. The vibes are uh, very, very strong today. The the vibes are good. No more uh, Caden Dream, uh, Caden Green drama. For the next three hours, no, 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 no. We're, we're going to look ahead. We're going to talk about Eddie Pierre-Lewis, who committed about one hour ago. Um, the vibes are, uh, I don't know if they're at an all-time high, Travis Davidson, but they're in a pretty good spot right now. But it's just, let's look, pa- let's look back at this past week for a second. And, and I think that it's still been overwhelmingly positive with a lot of the news that we've gotten. It's just one story that's really been dragging us down over the past few days, but... I don't know if you care to do it. If not, I will. Just of all of the things, all of the news stories with the OU football program that's happened over the past seven days, starting with Billy Bowman announcing he was going to return uh, last Friday night. From there on, it's been, I don't know if it's been one of our more crazier weeks and uh, so far this year, maybe it is, but it's, it, it's, been, it's been full of news, dude, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean... When we were doing pregame for the OU Arkansas basketball game, we were talking about Billy going, man, what big news. Like, Tyler, we had no idea. We had no idea what was in store. So, obviously, you get Billy back. You get Stutzman back. You know, you you, you end up losing, obviously, a couple people in the portal. You know, there's a little bit of drama that goes with it. You, you know, take it from the portal as well all culminating so far, Tyler, we don't know what might happen over the next three hours. You never know with portal season. But for now, we know that Eddie Pierre-Lewis is a member of the 24K class, and Biedenboe got a good one. No, he he really did. That gets OU up to the number six class, in case you haven't heard. But OU got a running back this week in Sam Franklin Jr., uh, they got a really good wide receiver out of Purdue this week in Dion Burks, who's maybe the top wide receiver in the portal. And something even last night into today that is still getting buried in the headlines a little bit, but but I think is very important. It may not be all that surprising, but now that we know that Jacob Lacey and Dejon Terry are coming back, that's not the first thing that we've talked about today. In fact, it's the first time that I brought it up. Make no mistake, Travis, with where this defensive line is at and what they need, um, getting those two guys back, that, that is, that's some big-time news for your first year well, in the SEC in 24. 
Absolutely. And when you got those guys, you thought, okay, are these one-year rentals? And then Jacob Lacey obviously has the medical issue and maybe we'll never play again. Tyler, he came back to lead the team in snaps. So, I mean, you get production there. You get experience in the system there. You get big bodies there, maybe most importantly, knowing that you've got a lot of young guns coming in. Obviously, you'd like to probably pick up a couple more defensive linemen in the portal. Maybe you flip a Dominic McKinley or something like that. But, Tyler, so much of the game, and we talked about this. Uh, we talked about this with basketball, and we talked about it um, about Billy Bowman on, on Saturday. It's retention, 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 retention. That's the name of the game, man. It's the fact you get returners on the defensive side of the ball, um, all Americans at two different levels, and then your two most impactful interior defensive linemen back for another year in the system. That matters, man. Oklahoma has always been about continuity. We talked about that a lot with the offensive coordinator hire with Seth Luttrell. All about continuity. And in this system, if if, if, if you believe in it, and you stick around, it'll take care of you. So, yeah, that's that's big-time stuff, and I think the defense, I think we feel completely different about it uh, today than we did uh, even last week at this time. Sure. Um, I don't want to catch you off guard here, so I'll, I'll read some other responses and, and let you think about it for, for a few seconds. But on our KREF Sports Twitter page, at KREF Sports on Twitter, the question out is, Sooner fans using just one word, Describe the past week of OU football news. Now, some of these I can't read because they're four-letter words that start with the letter F. Yeah. But this one says trauma. Jen says unexpected. Pete says roller coaster, just combines that all into one word. Steve says settled. Fly Sooner says blessed. Joy says clusterful. Butch says eventful. Red Dirt Horse Racing says excited. Uh, here's a meh, here's a wave, here's everyone asking if roller coaster is one or two words. If one word comes to mind for you, if what we we're just talking about, everything that's happened, what what what's the uh, what's the word that you would use? I would use modern, and I only use that word because I think this is what we should come to expect this time of the year moving forward, Tyler. I mean. The portal is open. Dudes are trying to find new homes. In that, you have vacancies being made at other schools. Those schools might want to tamper a little bit. So you got guys being plucked off your own roster. Meanwhile, you've got signing day happening in the middle of the, in the middle of all this going on, That's right? Crazy. So you've got in-home visits with transfer guys. You got in-home visits with recruits. You're trying to put a bow on the uh, on the early signing day class specifically, um, and, and and you've got a lot of bowl prep. And it's that's what's so crazy to me is modern. This is the, this is college football as we know it from now on. So what what feels crazy right now, Tyler, which it totally has been, I think three years from now we're we're going to be seasoned vets at this, and we're going to go, man, that's wild that we had twenty people leave and twenty five people come in all within a matter of seventy two hours. Isn't that crazy, Tyler? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, we're, we're getting there, I slowly but surely. I, just think of OU's past, think of OU's past three Decembers. This December, you've had the, the Caden Green saga that we've been talking about all week long. Last year in December, and maybe I'm forgetting a, another story or two, but the Peyton Bowen situation, that's the craziest signing day in my lifetime that I can remember for OU. And then the December before, we're talking about a brand-new head head coach at the helm. 
So the season in itself gets crazy. There's some crazy games, some crazy moments, unexpected things happen. But, yeah, Travis, maybe in three years when December 1st gets here, we just say, all right, here we go. We've seen a lot of things this year, but December is about to be the craziest month of the calendar year for this football team. Because for the past three years, December kind of has been the craziest month for this football program. Yeah, yeah, it's really becoming par for the course. And, you know, we're not even like we're, we're not even halfway through our portal additions, Tyler. That's what's crazy. Yep. We'll still probably add seven more. So, you know, including defensive line, tight end, um, you know, offensive line, you want to take care of the interior, the offensive line. You probably add four more trench players alone, Tyler. So Good. the De- December will only get crazier. Yeah, I think so. Uh, okay, 405, good point. Then add in next year playoffs. <laughs> yeah, just add in that 12-team playoff that's going to change college football forever uh, as well next year. 615, riding the college football bipolar Christmas coaster. That's that's not one word, but that's what it feels like. Um, Jimmy and Edmund says this is the new normal. Never know, but be ready for anything. 918 just uses SEC ready as one word, just combines all that. 580 says dramatic. Maggie says foobar. Most of you know what that means. Here's a bipolar. Here's another one that says new normal. Headache, exhausting, roller coaster. And, and re- here's, here's the thing, man. Like In the Caden Green story, it's, I mean, it's the story that we've been talking about most. If somehow you just eliminate that news, like, th- th- we're, we're, we're probably talking about this past seven days being one of the happiest weeks that we've had in a while, dude. Because outside that, everything's been awesome and makes you feel better for next year. Bowman and Stutzman coming back. Lacey and Terry coming back. Um, Eddie Pierre-Lewis committing today. Uh, everything's been good except that one uh, bit of news earlier this week. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a, you know, Tyler, it's a good test to see what your – I don't know, kind of disposition is as a sports fan, right? Because if you were to ask, like if somebody were to walk up to you uh, later at, uh, I don't know, the grocery store or or whatever you plan on doing this Friday evening and said, hey, what happened this week? What would you start with? (laughs) Gosh. Like, I, like, I, and, I, I, and I want the text I, line. I want the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text <laughs> line to, to answer that as well. If somebody were to walk up to you, see that you're wearing like an OU shirt, and say, hey, what happened? Uh, what, what's been going on with Oklahoma football? What's the first thing that you would say? I would sit down my 12-pack of Pacifico, and I'd say, <laughs> all right, how much time you got? Huh? How much time you got? Take a deep breath, and I'd say, well... Let's start with the bad and then work our way to the good. The bad, well, I'd probably start with Caden Green and then go immediately into the uh, Billy Bowman, Danny Stutzman uh, that are coming back. It'd be a yeah. lot, though. It'd be a lot. Yeah, I, I think I would start with Danny Stutzman. Uh, I think that is the single most impactful thing that has happened, really. I mean, time will tell, obviously, uh, especially on the recruiting front, time will tell. Um, but I think that, I mean, he's a guy that had NFL options, obviously. He's a guy that is it, but he's a big time leader on the team, very vocal, very popular. I mean, he's, you know, he's on Pat McAfee, turning around on ESPN and all, all this other stuff going on. And, and 
I think that would be what resonated with me the most because so many people thought he was gone, Tyler. So that was part of the roller coaster. Just the Danny Stutzman roller coaster, Tyler. Yeah. What was yeah. was a was a whole part of the that was one whole uh, lap or loop of the roller coaster itself. So um, that's probably what I would start with. But I, I I ask that to say, you can probably tell your disposition as a sports fan and more specifically as a Sooner fan based on how you would answer that, the first thing to come to your mind. The more negative people, the doomers, if you will, they'll say, oh, let me tell you about this Caden Green stuff that went on. But the more optimistic folks are going to say, bro, we got two All-Americans back on defense. It's crazy. Yeah, I, there's, 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 a lot of, there's a lot of good news to, to share over the past seven days. That's for sure. But what what a week it's been! You guys continue to send in your uh, one word responses how how how, how you would uh, describe the past seven days, and uh, now it's here's the thing, man. It's it's been fun if nothing else, right? And we all get to come together every single day right here on the ref, and kind of vent, talk through it, text through it, get all these like th- this week. Even though it's been frustrating at times, really fun uh, a lot of the time as well. This is one of the great things about Sports Talk Radio and, and our format is everyone shows up every single day on the text line, good, bad, or indifferent. They they give us their thoughts on what they think's going on. It's pretty cool, man. T- today, everyone's feeling good, but that hasn't been the case uh, always this week. Yeah, no, it, it, it really hasn't. It really hasn't. And I I like to think that we've got a couple more things up our sleeve. I, oh, I, I don't I, doubt that. I don't know why, but, like, it just feels a little bit different. I do feel that maybe you see a, a David Hicks enter the portal. Maybe. I mean, that A&M situation, I'm sure they're selling, hey, playing time, playing time, playing time. But your head coach that recruited you, your defensive coordinator that recruited you, and your position coach that recruited you are all gone. Um, same thing with Dominic McKinley. Obviously, Brent Venables and Todd Bates were there to see him. He pushes his decision date back. Chris McClellan, obviously, uh, from Owasso, big old boy uh, out of Owasso that ended up at Florida out of high school. Man, it just it, it feels like they've got a little bit of momentum back with this Eddie Pierre-Louis commi- Lewis commit. I, Golly. I know, I know, man. Uh, I corrected not- myself before I uh, <laughs> before I finished the exhale. But, uh, but, no, I think it gives you the right momentum. I do think that I do think that man these trenches are going to be a strength in the SEC uh, not even close to a liability yeah for sure all right I'm at the Newcastle Casino today where it's a frosty Friday Uh, from now until December 29th every single Friday in December you can have a chance to win a share of $100,000 in cash and bonus play Win your share of $100,000 here at the Riverwind Casino and Lee Bryce is in concert here tonight Travis, oh, wow. was was Lee Bryce one of the pre-spring game concerts a few years ago? I think, yeah, I think it was. I think it was the first, like, wow. big one, wasn't it? I feel like that was, yeah, Trace was it Adkins the first one was after definitely COVID, one. Maybe? Yeah, Trace Adkins was one. I think Lee Bryce was the other. Yeah, how, how long ago does that feel like, that they were doing uh, spring game concerts back in the day? That doesn't no, feel like that's pre- happened anytime soon. Yeah, it was 2019. Jeez, yeah, that's uh, paid him a cool 150 grand for that. Man, I wish I'll go out Jeez. there, Tyler. You yeah. want to go out there? We'll 
<laughs> yeah, me, you, Ted Roof, and the three-man fronts. We'll, we'll go out right. there and do a concert before the next spring game for one hundred fifty grand. Yeah, four zero five. You can pay us half. Seriously, four zero five six five one thirty four thirty nine. Let's have some fun today on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, talking OU football, OU Cruton, the transfer portal, and those eleventh ranked. OU men's basketball team who will play this weekend as well. Let's give away some free tickets coming up next segment to the basketball game tomorrow night, huh? We'll do that coming up on the other side right here on The Ref. The home of Sooner fans. Home for Sooner recruiting coverage. Home of your Sooner game day voices. Home of the best pre- and post-game coverage. Join the movement. Download the free KRF app now to listen anywhere, anytime. We are where diehard Sooner fans listen. It's a Friday on the rush. Tyler McComish, Travis Davidson. And the Ref Army as well on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439 at the Riverwind Casino on this Friday. Sooner Hoops, 9-0 Sooner Hoops, one of seven undefeated teams in college basketball. will be playing Green Bay tomorrow in the LNC, 8 p.m. on a Saturday night, ESPN+. Plus. Let's give away two tickets courtesy of Affordable Door. Travis, I'm going to make it simple. First person to text in with the correct answer. We'll win two tickets. But if you're going to text in, please make sure you can actually go tomorrow night. The tickets will actually be used. Simple question, who is OU's leading score through uh, nine games? 405-651-3439. Bonus points if you can tell me how many points per game the leading score has at this point. Is that and... Bonus points, they get like a like a cup of water. Um Something like well, that. Well, if it's, if it's $2 beer night, maybe uh, two beers. I, I don't know. Potentially. I'll tell you what. Is it $2 beer night this weekend? Because that would be cool. I have no idea. but I know be. they do them on Tuesdays typically, but uh, I know the women's games have had it on Saturday games before. So, heck of a deal. I can't wait to uh, hit some of the conference games. Uh, it's, it's just so much fun. The students have been so good this year. The team is so athletic. They're fun to watch. Dunks, chase down blocks. Uh, JV McCollum is is putting dudes on skates. Uzan has kind of deferred to him a little bit, but you know he can get it whenever he wants it. Otega Owe, just as athletic of a freak as has come through. He needs to play a little cheetah probably. But, yeah, man, it's a fun team to watch. Am I going to make people spell the name right for the for the correct answer? Ooh. I, 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 man. Because someone said Owen. And I, maybe they meant to say Oway, but I don't know if I can give credit to someone that says Owen. No, Here's that's one a, that says Otega Oway. That's the correct answer. I'm going to give this tickets, these tickets to uh, Texture the 214. Yeah, Owen, I believe, was a victim of uh, some uh, autocorrect there. Cost him two tickets to the God. OU Green Bay game tomorrow night. Man, that's, oh, that's, that's tough. Yeah, that is tough. Uh, a lot of you said JV and McCollum. That is uh, incorrect, and it may be correct at some point this year with the way that he's playing, but that, that's kind of the point about this basketball team, man, is, you know, Travis, we've been asking for a while now, what are they going to get a dude that you can just give the ball to and he can make something happen and he can go score? Well, they have that with JV and McCollum, but it's not just him in the backcourt, man. We're, we're talking about one of the better backcourts in the Big 12, maybe even college basketball as well. They've got several options at guard, and McCollum's just, I mean, he may be their best option, but he's just 
one of the few that they have. Well, and what I like about it, Tyler, is the playmaking ability. You've had guys that can, you know, score. Obviously, uh, Grant Sherfield could score. Um, you, you've, you've had dudes that can put up shots, right, shot-making guys. But he's making plays. I mean, he can pass the ball. Uh, you know, he can, he can keep the offense moving. I feel at times in the past, that, you know, we had some ball stoppers that, you know, it kind of gets a little stagnant. The offense, you know, kind of gets bogged down. Like, J.V. McCollum's a guy that wants to go. Like, he wants to go. He wants to play fast. He wants cutters. He wants motion. Like, that's the kind of stuff that really Javian brings to the table. And I think he's I think he's going to play his way into some uh, NBA conversations if he can keep playing like he's playing. By the way, our winner from the state of Texas can't go, said give him to someone else. Well, LaDonna from Lubbock. Very familiar name on the text line was the mm-hmm. next to say Otega Oway, and she really wanted to go to the game tomorrow night because she's going to be in town for her son's roommate's graduation tomorrow afternoon. Then she could go to the game after. Boom, LaDonna from Lubbock, who's on the text line every single day, spreading the Texas Tech hate, which I love so much. Yep. Uh, she's got two tickets. She's got the KREF tickets tomorrow. Awesome. Yeah, usually when people mm-hmm. spread Texas Tech hate, they do so by um, projectiles. Um, so <laughs> yeah. we're excited that she just does it on the text line. And, and again, contest rules, keep in mind in the future, if you can't go to the game, no need to text yep. the, the, the answer. Got Make sure you can go to the game. Yeah, I, look, and I, I appreciate everyone interacting there. But, yeah, that's, that's kind of the thing. But LaDonna's going. Uh, have fun tomorrow. And LaDonna doesn't have to watch the Texas Tech game tomorrow. Because they'll be playing at the same time. Tech starts well, like 8-15 in Shreveport, so everybody wins on that deal. That's right. That's right. you got to love it. Well, congratulations, LaDonna. Yeah, it's, that's, uh, that's cool stuff. And bowl games do start tomorrow. Another reminder, join our ESPN Bowl Mania group. You can compete against other listeners, comp- uh, compete against the hosts as well, and have a chance to win uh, gift cards from Hal Smith Restaurants. Unhitch the Wagon is the group name on ESPN Bowl Mania. Unhitch the Wagon is group name Sooners, capital S, on Sooners, um, on the first S there on Sooners, is the uh, password. So go pick the bowl games, arrange them in uh, games that you're most confident in, and have a chance to win a gift card uh, courtesy of Hal Smith Restaurants. How you feeling about the Alamo Bowl 13 days out, man? Um, we, We just have so much movement with all the bowl games with opt-outs, with players saying that they're coming back. I think Arizona's a three-point favorite right now. It kind of feels like a, it's a coin flip game here, 13 days out. Yeah, I mean, I feel good about it. I, I feel good about it because I'm excited, right? I'm excited to see Jackson Arnold play. I'm excited to see Seth Luttrell call this offense. I think I think that's probably what's most fascinating to me, Tyler. I love when I, I love first-time like looks at people calling plays like obviously we've seen Seth Luttrell call plays other places but it's just going to be fun and just to see what he what he wrinkles in right because it's the same offense but he's going to put his kind of special touch on it if you will his influence on it so I'm excited man and I'm going to see how creative you know he gets obviously you know he's coached tight ends he's a former fullback his co-oc Former tight end, coaches tight ends now. Do we see a couple different creative formations? Maybe some things we didn't see. Uh, do we see, 
you know, Jackson Arnold get under center at some point on a short yardage play. Like, whoa, whoa. I, I know, like, <laughs> like stuff like that is is exciting stuff. I do think that the team has gone through a bit of drama already. Has gone through exciting times, like getting Danny and Billy back, and 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 Jacob, and you know, obviously Ethan Downs announcing it very early on that he was coming back. Like, I think that kind of stuff. You have your leaders in the room still, kind of at each level, and I think they can keep everybody focused and they can understand what a building block, a bowl win can be. So, yeah, no, I I feel really good about it. That's why I think the – and I think the Caden Green situation this week kind of leads to this. You know, bowl games, we talk about the give-a-rip meter all the time. Arizona's give-a-rip meter is going to be high for this game. Mm -hmm. But I think OU's is as well. Look, is this the best bowl game they've played in in the past ten years? No, of of course not. Like, they they are very different than Arizona in that regard. Like, this is not the best bowl game that OU fans have traveled to over the past decade. But with the situation on the offensive line – Everyone saw what McCade Mattire said uh, earlier this week, which is pretty cool. He's not going to you know, leave Jackson Arnold behind, put him in that situation. Maybe everyone just uh, – I don't know if everyone you know, gets, gets closer after that situation this week, but I, I just don't really question the, the give-a-rip meter for OU. It's not the bowl game that they wanted to be in, but I think that you're going to see a team that's really motivated and really wants to win this game. They can end the season as a top-10 team. If they win this game, there's a chance that that could happen. Um, 11 wins is a big deal. I, I think that there's a lot of reasons that we can point to to say, yeah, this is why I think OU's give a rip meter will be high. But I do think this Caden Green situation and what that locker room's probably been like for the past 72 hours can, can contribute to that in a positive way. Yeah, I, I think that I think that them simply learning about him entering the portal after practice, like that, oh, we had no idea, like, and then those comments about, I don't want to leave them high and dry. You've got your leaders. And, Tyler, I don't I don't really think a Brent Venables team that has, like, a month to prepare for somebody is going to come in flat. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it's, it doesn't seem like that's really his M.O. And you've got some, some veteran leaders on this team now. Got a long time to prepare for your opponent. And typically when you've given Brent a long time to prepare – we fared pretty well. I mean, that Florida State team last year was a really good team, really, really good team, and uh, probably should have won that ball game. So uh, I trust the I trust the staff, I trust the leaders on the team to kind of keep them up, you know, if you will, and go out there and and go try and win the thing. So um, it'll be interesting to see if uh, Tawie Walker plays in this game. I- I'm going to guess that Tawie probably does. I mean, he's been practicing with the team this week. But Brent did say after practice today that Tawee is going to look at his options in the portal, and if he doesn't like them, he's more than welcome to come back. So what that says to me, Travis, is no, we're not going to offer Tawee Walker a scholarship, but if he finds somewhere else that will offer him a scholarship, if there is another place that he'd like to try to go play football, cool, best of luck to him. But if he wants to come back next year under the same situation as last year, a walk-on, he's more than welcome to come back. That's that's what it sounds like to me that Brent's saying. Yeah, it's an interesting situation, though, isn't it? Because he's a guy that, you know, didn't he's a walk-on, didn't have any uh, FBS offers of note. Um, 
when you jumped in the portal, you heard early scuttlebutt about like Wisconsin had some interest, I think. And and the real question is if a school calls them and is like, hey, look, we've been pouring over your film. We really like it. We want you to take a visit. Like, how does that work, Tyler? Like, does he, is like, hey, coach, I, you know, there's a school offering me a scholarship. I got to go visit him. Or does he just tell him, oh, after the bowl game, I'll holler at you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, an, yeah. it's a really interesting dynamic because at any point, if another school pick up, picks up the phone, while he's in the portal, he can be contacted. Another school picks up the phone and says, hey, I want you to come on a visit. Tyler, if I were Jed Fish, I would just call him, hey, I want you to come on a visit. <laughs> and Just, just come to the opposite sideline and say, we'll give you a scholarship. Just wear our uniform instead of theirs. Uh, just pull, just the, pull him out of bowl practice and just say, hey, sorry, uh, and then, oh, okay. Well, I appreciate it. You're on your five day visit, um, but we'll uh, we'll we'll see what our offer is after the bowl game. You know what I mean? It's like the major league baseball trade. Uh, sometimes you see uh, a guy go to the opposite dugout. You know, like the, right. the, the new team he's playing for is already in the stadium. Yeah, just just go over there and change dugouts instead. Exactly. Yeah, but that's, that, that, I, that's I, I don't want to. I don't want to play against Tawie Walker in the bowl game. That, that's no. that's just not a situation that I would uh, want want to find this team in. I you know. Just for, just for the obvious reasons there. Adam from Austin says, calling it now, Eddie Pierre-Lewis is a future All-American and a fu- fu- uh, first-rounder. Dude is a freak athlete that is as big as a house. You know, um, we talked about it during Locked In, but how about the timing of this? The, the timing of this get today feels perfect after, you know, a certain situation that happened earlier this week. It, it was just kind of the right time for this to happen to get your highest-rated offensive lineman. Well, and what will be interesting, Tyler, is, you know, every time people bring up Trey Young, they have to bring up Luka, right? Because that that draft night trade, you know, they'll forever be linked, right? Well, I, I have a feeling that it's going to be like that with Caden Green and Eddie Pierre-Lewis. Because I, <clears throat> because I think Sooner fans specifically will hold on to it and say, hey, look, Eddie Pierre-Louis was – Lewis, golly, I, I keep doing it too. I, I know, I know. Eddie Pierre-Louis was taken 14th overall. Caden Green was taken 28th overall. Looks like, oh, you won the trade. You know what I mean? And not to say that, you know, EPL, we'll call him, wasn't going to come if Caden Green was still on the roster. But I think because of the, the heightened attention that the offensive line has been getting these last few days and this big commitment, I think they'll forever be linked. Yeah, uh, Lee Bryson concert tonight at the Riverwind Casino. If you got a free Friday night, want to come check out Lee Bryce, uh, you can do that right here at the Riverwind Casino. Let's talk some uh, portal. Who are the new portal targets for OU here in the month of December? We'll throw around some names coming up next right here on The Ref. We're the home of Sooner fans. The Ref Radio Sports <laughs> Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Friday on the Rush, live from the Riverwind Casino. Tyler McComas, Travis Davidson, 405-651-3439 is the Meyer Chevrolet text line. Big week for OU in the portal, but make no mistake about it, they are still very active on the offensive line, defensive line, they need a tight end or two and some other position groups as well. And 
Travis, I mean, it, it was early in the season, middle part of the season. We were already talking about, yeah, OU's going to be a big player in the portal on defensive line. And, and I think that that's true, even with the announced return of Jacob Lacey and Dejon Terry. But really, the only defensive line that's currently in the portal that we're talking a lot about is the former Florida Gator, Chris McClellan, who also hails from Owasso, Oklahoma. Yeah, and I know that that's a guy that, you know, EPL secondary recruiter David Stone talks to uh, quite often. Obviously, he's got good relationships on the staff. I think that one wraps up pretty quickly, uh, hopefully within the next week or so. Uh, I would assume Chris McClellan is a sooner, but... Hey, man, you can't even assume the people on your roster are going to be yeah, Sooners true. next week, let alone the people that aren't on your roster yet. So, Isn't that uh, where Drinkwitz was at, uh, McClellan's house, when he was doing that interview during the SEC schedule reveal show on Wednesday night? Yes. Yeah, I believe yeah. Parker said that. Yeah. Yeah, which is – he's so weird, man. Mm. That's, a, that's a classic, like – you remember when Manny Diaz was recruiting like crazy at uh, at Oregon and everybody was like – God, Manny Diaz is going to tear it apart. It's like, no, he has Nike money. Like, that's what I feel like with Drinkwitz. It's like, look, I don't, I don't think you're all that good of a coach, but now you've got massive NIL behind you, and you are puffing out your chest like you're just this master recruiter. So we'll see. Uh, he's accepted the 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 weirdo role. I guess that's you know something that he wants to lean into. All power to him, but. I don't know. It's just odd to me. But I think I think McClellan will be a sooner, but I don't want to count my chickens before they sure. hatch. Nah, it seems like there's some pretty good intel on the OU side of things there. But uh, Missouri's in that one. That'd be a good get, though, on the uh, interior of the defensive line. And, yeah, if, if David Hicks, if David Hicks is in the portal, if that happens after A&M's bowl game or whenever, um, <laughs> you got to think OU will make a nice push for the uh, former five-star defensive lineman. You would uh, have I'll to be- assume that he, they're the favorite. I mean, like, overwhelming yeah. favorite. Because, I, obviously, I think so. Texas was involved. But, I mean, those relationships, he was he was committed to OU verbally, silently, if you will, 30 minutes before flipping A&M, and all the people that flipped him are gone. So, I mean, all he's got to do is turn back time a little bit. Right, Tyler? Turn back time. That's it. I wish I could turn back time on that day we were doing a show together. <laughs> God, tell me about God. it. God, I, I was talking about locked in earlier about the highs and lows of recruiting, and today's one of the fun days. That was not one of the fun days. That was that was the worst day. Ah, that was right. that was that was not. Well, good. I had to, I had to do that day, and then I had to do the day that Peyton Bowen picked Oregon, and I didn't even get to do <laughs> the day that he flipped back. Man, well, and hey, Cecilia Connor taking Texas. I was it, I. Oof. <laughs> I shouldn't be involved in signing day day. this year. Yeah, at least you get Eddie Pierre-Lewis Day, which signing day, yeah, you will be on with me on signing day. Yes, I uh, will. Five days coming up next Wednesday, so we'll uh, we'll see what happens. Um, Offensive line, they're going to take bodies, plural there. Probably don't have to tell you that. And and I'm going to attempt this name, okay? Uh, OU OU already has one offensive line commit uh, from Michigan State, but – Maybe the best offensive lineman that's currently available that's on OU's radar, the North Texas transfer, Fabeki Nuawu from North Texas, the 2022 second-team freshman All-American, according to The Athletic. I didn't totally butcher that, right? I feel like is that it, was pretty good. Is it Fabeki or Fabeci? Or Fabeci? 
that did first I get the new Awu right? That's that's really well. That's my thing really is the tough if one. it's if it's similar to Nwaneri, because we've seen that NW before, mm-hmm. then it would be Nwuwu or Nwewu. Because I don't think it's as pronounced as an NW as, again, because we, we just went down this road before. So. Well, guess what? He's the North Texas portal offensive lineman until it's cleared up, okay? Old, old FN. That's what he is. <laughs> or, or the 2022 second-team freshman All-American. But um, feels like there's, you know, pretty good feeling from the OU side on that one. And then Geno Vandermark the offensive lineman from Michigan State. So you could have two uh, offensive linemen from Michigan State last year. Kid we're talking about out of North Texas. That could be three. We'll see if they add another name. But it kind of feels like the picture is starting to shape up a little bit when it comes to the O-line, and they're, they're definitely going to take multiple bodies. They have to. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things. You bring them on, and then you compete – I think a lot of the concern over the offensive line, and it's a reasonable concern, is that we don't have any returning starters, right? And the problem with that is offensive linemen, how were, how were we going to have st- returning starters if four of them are declaring for the NFL draft? Two of them are declaring early, and one of them's a first-round pick. And so we had one person go to the portal. You've got talent in the room, man. you got Heath Ozida. You got Jake Sexton. You got Jake Taylor. You've got, I mean, Troy Everett was a freshman All-American at center before he showed up here. Like, you've got Joshua Bates, who was the number one rated center in the class of 2022. I mean, you've got other dudes. You've got Logan Howland, who looks good. Like, you've got other talent. It's just that I think everybody assumes, oh, we've only got bums behind these guys because they didn't start or they didn't play. It's like, that's not the case, but you bring in these transfers, Spencer Brown, and I think two more, and just let them compete and get the best five out there. Now, the difference is, Tyler, you're going to have to get the best five out there quickly. Yep. You can't you can't try and f- you can't figure it out through six games or anything like that, or you're going to look yep. up and you're going to be three and three. Yep. So you've got to figure it out quickly, and, uh, and 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 yeah, it's you've got you've got talent in the room. You just got to put it together. Yeah, um, you, you don't want to be shuffling your offensive line, trying to figure out who your best five is during the three-game stretch of Tennessee at home, at Auburn, and then Texas and Dallas. That would not be ideal. you got to know who your best five are. Our, all five are available when you start non-con play. Get three weeks to kind of get through everything, find the continuity, and then you hit the uh, SEC schedule. That starts fast, and it ends really difficult as well with the uh, Alabama at LSU two-game stretch. This is important. I know Jimmy personally. Jimmy in Tulsa on the text line says, Boys, Chris McClellan will be a Sooner. Just saying. I think Jimmy in Tulsa has some intel there. Well, we should have asked Jimmy in Tulsa last week if Caden Greeden was going to be a Sooner. Hmm. Things can change, man. But, yeah. no, I I agree. I agree with Jimmy in Tulsa on that. The, uh, the 918 uh, conglomerate all uh, – all in lockstep on the Chris McClellan recruitment. 405-651-3439. We'll get to your text. More OU football as well right here on The Ref. We're the homeless fans.
Ref Army, it's time to join us once again for the Ref's Hal Smith Restaurant Group College Bowl Pick'em. Just head to ESPN.com, find the College Bowl Mania link, search for the group Unhitch the Wagon, and enter the password Sooners. If you've joined us in the past, it's even easier. Just click rejoin the league and you're in. So take your shot at great prizes and bragging rights with the Ref's College Bowl Pick'em, brought to you by the Hal Smith Restaurant Group. A Hal Smith gift card is good for things like dinner at Charleston's, burgers at the garage, brunch at Neighborhood Jam, and a whole lot more. Visit HalSmith.com and spread some joy this holiday season. David's Group bringing you this hour of The Rush. If you have an emergency, your home or your office building, water damage, fire, uh, anything that's going on with your home or your office building, Cavens Group, they are on the call 24-7. Check them out, CavensGroup.com. The L.A. Chargers got destroyed last night by the Vegas Raiders. Travis, it was so bad that the head coach got fired, the GM got fired, feel like everyone got fired last night by the L.A. Chargers. Now, this is one of the NFL teams that we've always thought, hmm, if that job comes open, might Muleshoe dip into the NFL. What are the odds on December 15th? And I'm sure there's a betting service out there that has actual odds on it, and I, I need to go find it. But what do you think the odds are that Muleshoe is a legitimate candidate uh, for that NFL opening? Well, you know, the the job itself, I mean, again, like you said, rumored, the quarterback, they've got a good young quarterback who, you know, at least a lot in the league seem really, really high on. Um so that kind of checks the box. I don't remember the last time Lincoln played a game where he had a quarterback disadvantage, and he's lost a lot of games where he had the quarterback advantage. Um, so I don't, I don't think Lincoln Riley's going to sign up to go to a team that has like a Aiden O'Connell or something like that, unless they're in a position to draft Caleb Williams or Drake May or somebody like that. That being said, if you remember the. Um, do you remember that press conference with Brandon Staley like a month ago um, where they had gotten, you know, beat badly? Like, I think that was it the game they gave up like 41 to the Lions or something like that. And somebody asked him, hey, are you going to keep calling the defense? And he got, ironically, super defensive about it and was like, look, I'm going to call the defense, this, that, and the other. So where I'm going with this is, if you fire a coach because the defense is one of the worst in the NFL, why in the hell would you hire Lincoln Riley, whose most famous attribute is not caring a single thing about defense? Like, Seriously. if this were any other team, Tyler, if this were any other team, then I would say, okay, I, I, I buy it. But an owner that just fired a head coach that kept on putting the worst defense out there and just got 63 hung on him by a bad Raiders team. Sorry, Chris Plank. Like, like there's no way they're turning to Lincoln Riley and going, ah, this is this will fix us. Yeah, BetOnline uh, AG has Lincoln tied for the ninth best odds for this job. Bill Belichick is the favorite, then Kellen Moore at third. Jim Harbaugh's on the list. So at least BetOnline AG doesn't think he's the favorite. But Mike Muleshoe squirm his way to the NFL and dodge LSU in week one and Michigan in his third game, it, it wouldn't be all that shocking, right? It wouldn't be all that shocking. Because here's the deal. Muleshoe can't really find a quarterback in the portal right now. Weird. Can't find one in the portal. What's going on? 
trying to offer quarterbacks from Kansas State and Texas. Hmm. We'll see who he has at QB1 next year when he takes on LSU. Hour two of the rush coming up next right here on The Ref. Sound off any time of day on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439. Right here on the home of Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. You're listening to the home of Sooner fans, KREF, Norman, Oklahoma, and streaming live on the KREF app, the Ref Sports Radio Network. Hey, everybody, Josh Elmer here. Oklahoma high school basketball is back, and we have it covered on KREFSports.tv. 22 seconds left, Willenborg up ahead. Showtime, <laughs> Trayshawn Dunk. Catch your favorite team in action all winter long. You can also find us on our social media platforms across Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook to stay caught up with weekly schedules and highlights. KRefSports.tv, your home for Oklahoma high school sports coverage. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. It's time for The Rush with Tyler McComas and Travis Davidson. Sound off on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439. Hit the guys up on the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's The Rush with Tyler McComas and Travis Davidson. I think when the preseason rankings came out and we were, I think, uh, 11 or 11, we would have been last in the Big 12 if it was just the new old Big 12 team. We just kind of said amongst ourselves, like, none of this matters. None of this matters, man. We know what we got going. And we've been really intentional working on each other and, like, building um, um, a camaraderie amongst each other. And that's what I think has been the best surprise in this world of, of how well that they play together so fast. And, uh, you know, they've, they've, I don't want to say bought in, but more in they believe in what we're doing. And they believe in that, you know, this our common goal that all the individual glory is going to come with team glory. And they, they believe in that. And that's what's been really fun to see of, of how hard they play together. Love that. Love that from Porter Moser on the T-Row in the Morning Show. Yeah, we're 9-0. and Yeah, we're ranked 11th in the country. But come on, ain't the end of the year. This wasn't what we were playing for, to be ranked 11th in the middle of December. Nah, we, we know what's out there. Let's go get it. Love that from Porter. Uh, game tomorrow night against Green Bay at home, 8 p.m. at night on ESPN+. Plus. And, Travis, I'm all in, man, and, and I've been all in uh, for a few weeks now. I'm all in tomorrow night, and that's the thing about how exciting this basketball team is. I don't need to see them play Arkansas or Providence or USC or North Carolina for my interest to be high. This team on its own is exciting enough to watch. So, yeah, they're going to be big favorites against Green Bay. I haven't seen a spread yet. I'll try and find one before we get out of here today if there is one available. This team on its own is exciting to watch. So, yeah, I'll be tuning in 
on a Saturday night to watch his team play Green Bay. They're a lot of fun to watch. Oh, absolutely. And and for the longest time, Tyler, people were saying, well, you know, if they'd win, we would show up to the games. It, it's more than that, right? It's it's the style of basketball you play, right? When people talk about buddy ball, um, they talk or, or billy ball. Sorry, I got I got I was thinking buddy, um, billy ball. They talk about the speed of the game, right? Scoring so many points, just it's a it's a it's a sprint to track me the whole time. Like they, that's what they talk about. They don't talk about the record. Like they talk about the style of play, and that's why I think this team is drawing so many eyeballs early, especially from the students. I'm gonna. I'm Uh-oh. essentially just. I'm going to continue to praise the students every opportunity. Oh, I thought you were about to I call can. someone out right there. Okay. No, no. I'm saying especially the students because they have been very good this year. I don't know if it's the style of play. I don't know if it's, if it's finally they're really bought in on Porter. Um, I don't know if it's it's the you know the Fieldhouse game, the McCaslin Fieldhouse game that they played that really got them all amped up and made them feel you know really wanted by uh, by the administration and the basketball program, but. The students have been awesome, so I don't want to miss an opportunity um, to brag on them. But, I mean, the the buy-in, I'm glad he differentiated between those two things, Tyler. He said, I don't want to say they're bought in, but more they believe in. Because I feel like I feel like the differentiation there is if you if you're bought in, you believe in what your coach is saying and you and you believe in that process that he's putting forward. But I think this team believes in themselves that you've, they've kind of risen above that. Okay, the first yeah. step is buying into what your coach says. The next is believing in what that buy-in did to you, and you can play so much more confidently um, and, and so much more free. This team is playing just so much more free than than years past. So, yeah, they've got an opportunity to get into the top ten uh, because uh, who was it, Creighton that lost? Um I believe it was, and I believe they were eighth. So uh, they could sneak up. They're at 11 yeah. now. This could be a top-10 matchup if you take care of business. You cannot overlook Green Bay, but you could have a top-10 matchup against North Carolina next week. Ooh, Wednesday God. night at 8 p.m., baby. OU in North Man. Carolina. That's going to be that's gonna be a lot of fun. Hey, Big 9-0 and was 9-0, and and I don't care what it would have looked like before the year. Are you crazy? Yes, I would have taken that. But they're not just – 9 and 0 Travis. That only tells part of the story. OU's 9 and 0 and they've only played one close game and that was against USC. There was no doubt. OU was the better team than Arkansas on Saturday. There was no question. Anyone that watched that game all 40 minutes of it, OU left no doubt who the better basketball team is. Same thing with Providence, same thing with Iowa a few weeks back. So they're not just beating teams that will most likely be in the NCAA tournament at the end of the season. They're really starting to route teams like they have here their past two games, which is really impressive as well. Yeah, and I think, Tyler, at, you know, this is a, let's be honest, it's a football school, right? Football pays the bills. It's a college football blue blood. It's it, it it's the, you know, straw that stirs the drink, if you will. But OU's got a very proud basketball history. They've got, uh, you know, the Final Four banners hanging on the rafters. They've retired a bunch of jerseys, uh, very deservingly so. And I think the OU fan base that is is trying to kind of move into the basketball space, I think they don't realize some teams like Providence. Like, you don't realize how good of a win that is. And, and, and blowing them out in that fashion 
they might just look at the schedule and say, oh, Providence, that's not, you know, a P5 program or whatever. Like, basketball's different, man. Like, you don't need a 100 dudes on the sideline. You need yeah. about – if you have one good one, you might, you might make the tournament. But sure. if you have, like, two or three good ones, you're really cooking. So – I think that's I think that's something is you start to see the national guys obviously like the Seth Davises of the world, um, Jeff Goodman, these type of guys really start to you know shower praise onto the Sooners. It's because those guys know how good these teams are, man. They know how good these teams are that Oklahoma is blowing out, and they just gotta keep their foot on the gas. And I trust Porter to do that because. Porter really went through it his first two years here with teams that didn't really look like his style of teams. I think now he knows he has his style of team, and he does not want to go back to what he had. No, and, and we don't either. I, I like this right. question just the way that it is. It's fun. It's exciting. Playing above the rim, doing a lot of fun things. Sarks Vodka says we have Allen Iverson reincarnated. Hey, those aren't our words. Those aren't Sarks Vodka's words. That's a Providence head coach's words about uh, JV and McCollum. Sarks yeah. Vodka watches a post-game press conference is what it sounds like to me. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, in a in a world where, you know, everybody's got their analytics and you've got all these unicorns coming out, you got, you know, nine-foot-tall Wemby and Chet shooting threes, you know, lights out. You've got, you know, all, all these, all, like Giannis and Embiid, all these big – big guys that want to play point and stay outside all this kind of stuff like sometimes you forget like no like jv mccollum's not a big guy but the dude can hoop like the yep. just the emphasis on can you hoop can you score can you facilitate he can do all of those things so sure if he was three inches taller would he he'd probably a he'd probably be a top 15 guy but he's not it doesn't matter. The dude can hoop, and he's showing out every single game, man. Recruiting Boomer, formerly the Recruiting Doomer, says it was so beautiful to be there at the BOK with predominantly Hog Stadium and watching their team fall when they were so cocky. I bet I bet that was awesome on Saturday. Beating them the way that OU beat them, running them out of the gym for the second time in three years. Not running the team out of the gym, but running the head coach out of the gym as well. I bet that yeah. was a fun Saturday and a nice little preview there for the Hog fans. What's to come? Yeah, no, it was, it was great. And Musselman, I believe, Tyler, that was his eighth tech in ten games. I mean, I, f- I feel like you got to get tired of that eventually. You're hurting the team. And it, it, it's, it's obviously not to fire up his guys anymore, right? Like, you see sometimes, like, you know, coaches use it as a tactic to fire up their squad and, know that hey man i'm here fighting for you guys you go out there and and win one for me i think at this point it's just kind of embarrassing but yeah it was total domination i mean we were up i believe we were up 17 with a minute and seven seconds left correct i mean sure they were lucky it was a nine point loss yes right even even my sister god bless her she university arkansas graduate uh i have made a comment on twitter about uh, oh, the nice thing about all these Hog fans being in the building is that you can watch their spirits slowly die uh, <laughs> as they get buried by the Sooners. And she had said, well, nine points isn't really getting buried. I'm like, that's the thing. That's why I'm glad that game was, was on television, man, because the box score watchers, they won't think that was as big a win as it was. 
and they might go back and watch that because Arkansas, I, I still think they're going to make the tournament. I mean, they've got a bunch of talent. They'll get it together. Yeah, they're too yeah. good to not figure it out. I, I they're dealing with, with some injuries. Like, it is what it is. But, I mean, that's a, that's a quality win, man. That's a real quality win. And Oklahoma just keeps the foot on the gas because they're so deep. When you're eight deep with eight starters, essentially, as Porter keeps saying, if one guy's off, okay, cool, we'll put in another guy. Like, we're, we're fine. 918, does our basketball team have to use Big 12 refs this year? What a great question. Man, I, at least at uh, Fog Allen Fieldhouse, can we use SEC refs? Heck, it probably doesn't even matter in Lawrence which conference is there. Kansas is always going to get the calls late. I've seen that firsthand in that building there. Exactly. This is a fun start to the year, and I've had a great time. Can we please, please, on the way out, just win one more time at the Fog? One more time. The last time they're going to be there in a long time. Please, just just beat Kansas. It would be. Am I asking too much? I mean, Tyler, just it's the third conference game, right? I think, I think it's yes. the third well, I, game. Iowa State's the first. It's the yep. second or the third. I mean, yeah, it's it's really early in conference play. It is the, yeah, because they'll go to TCU first, then go to Kansas. So that's right. Well, will you allow allow me to get a, ahead of myself a bit? Yeah. Hey, this On is the, the forum right here, buddy. <laughs> go ahead. I mean, if you take care of business in the non-conference and knock off North Carolina, Iowa State's fine. You get them at home, 6 o'clock tip on January 6th. Um, uh oh! Uh oh! Here it comes. I mean, are you looking at like a <laughs> two versus five matchup in Fog Allen? Well, how about another one two, like uh, Buddy's <laughs> Final Four year, huh? Let's let's but get know, real greedy today. But you know what I mean? Like, I mean, it's it's on the table. And again, there have been things on the, on the table this year, like undefeated football season. It didn't it didn't work. Sometimes it falls off the table, but. It is on the table. They sit at 11 right now. At the start of next week, if they take care of business against Green Bay, they'll be top 10. If you beat the number nine, well, the number seven or eight team, I guess, if Creighton moves down and everything kind of stands pat, if you beat number eight in Charlotte from the number 10 spot, bro, you got to jump up. So I don't know, man. I think it's on the table, and I do. I, I would, I would strongly advise if you're looking for a good Christmas gift for a Sooner fan in your life or somebody that you want to turn into a Sooner fan and you want to show them a good time in Norman, Oklahoma, the men and women play a doubleheader on January 6th. The women at noon host the Cincinnati Bearcats, and then at 6, the men host Iowa State to kick off conference play. Go Get those tickets. They're affordable. Hang out. Do, show, Show them around town in between games. Go get a drink. Go get late lunch, whatever. But the first game of conference play, let's have a big crowd at the LNC. No reason not to at 6 o'clock on a Saturday. You said there have been things on the table this year. That's right. Um, there's been things under the table this year as well. Mm-hmm. All right. Most people know where I'm going with that one right mm-hmm. there, more than likely. I apologize, CD from Hockley. Uh, you're right. I did say North Carolina wrong. Oklahoma, North Carolina. Next Wednesday night, 8 p.m. there in Charlotte, Jumpman Invitational will be a top ten matchup. I want it won't happen again, I promise. And I'll, I'll make sure to do better next week. Um, <laughs> let's see. Gunny says, fellas, I'm ready for 420 and 5 o'clock with an old cold beer. Greg from Lawton says, beat the stuffing out of them Jayhawks. K-Dub in the 918 says, the buddy year 
that guard was still out of bounds on that inbound play when they stole it. Cost us the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, should have won in, in Lawrence that night. But Buddy went crazy up there in that uh, 1-2 matchup. Sooner Gundy, the best thing about this team is they are physical. So much fun to watch. And, yeah, and they're physical. They can shoot. They can get to the rim, play above the rim, score. They, they kind of – like th- this team is a, a, about the backcourt. That's who gets the most attention. But how about the players inside, man, that do the dirty work? I mean, you you got Sam Godwin that doesn't get talked about enough for the role that he the plays on one, this team. I think he's the number one offensive rebounder in the country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, they, they've got the pieces to uh, to make this a, a really, really fun year. All right, 405-651-3439 is the Kenneth Meyer Chevrolet text line. I'm at the Riverwind Casino where Lee Bryce is going to be at the Riverwind Showplace Theater tonight. Ron White will be here on December 30th. Midland will be here on December 31st. Go check them out online. Uh, Riverwind's got some really, really, really cool shows coming up here as uh, we finish up the year 2023. Under the radar storylines for the Alamo Bowl coming up in 13 days. We'll get to that coming up next right here on The Ref. Bleed Crimson? Love great Sooner Talk? Join The Ref Army by downloading our free app. Toby and TJ, Plank and Josh, Steelman and Thune, and Teddy and Tyler. We have the Sooner experts. The Ref is home to Sooner fans worldwide. for Under the Radar segments brought to you by Boyd Street Ventures. Boyd Street Ventures is a venture capital firm that provides funding and guidance for promising Under the Radar Sooner startups. Learn how you can help support OU Innovation at BoydStreetVentures.com. I mean, we can go wherever you guys want today for Under the Radar. I'll, I'll give you a couple of ideas. One, with the news cycle and what it's looked like over the past seven days, and Under the Radar story that we haven't talked enough about over the past seven days with everything that's going on, you can hit us up with that one, 405-651-3439. Or we can go with an under-the-radar storyline for the Alamo Bowl, which is coming up in 13 days. I I know maybe some of you forgot, but OU still got to play one more football game in their calendar year of 2023. They, They got a chance to win 11 games coming up here against Arizona in 13 days. And... For my under-the-radar storyline, Travis, that I'm looking at for this OU-Arizona game, I am looking at the fact that Drake Stoops, he he's in distance of having a 1,000-yard uh, season. I believe the number is 120 yards away from getting to that 1,000-yard mark, which, hey, he's already first-team All-Big 12. He doesn't need to prove any further the, the type of player that he's been for this team this year. But wouldn't it be awesome? If he has a 100-plus yard game in his final career game with OU, and that gets him to 1,000 yards, that, that'd be a really, really cool story coming out of that game. Yeah, it would be fitting for sure. Uh, I think that's a great answer. I think, I think, you know, he's obviously going out on top, if you will, obviously not with the team goals, but he did everything the right way. His, his name, obviously, even outside of his father's name, uh, will live on for a long time. I think he's got a good career ahead of him. Uh, I think as far as under the radar for me, I think the most popular kind of squarely on the radar are the offensive line play and Jackson Arnold. I think those are the two yep. maybe most glaring on the radar, big, bright, blinking lights on the radar. I'm going to go with, does Gavin Sawchuk make it five in a row? 
with 100 yards on the ground. He's gone starting back at Oklahoma State on only 13 carries, uh, 111 yards, West Virginia at 135 for a career high. Uh, BYU, he had 107, and TCU uh, had 130. Uh, you know, average 5.9 or better in each of those on yards per carry. I just uh, I just want to see that continued, right? You obviously have Franklin coming in, the UT Martin running back. You know, that's going to be a battle, right? I still think Sawchuck's your clubhouse leader as the starter next year, but I want to see him continue to build on that momentum, uh, get all the bowl practices with probably the number one reps. I know Tawee's still there, but I think it would be, you know, kind of wild to give Tawee um, yeah, the split of the right. ones considering he's in the portal right now. I get I love Tawee just as much as anybody, but you got to feed Gavin. So I, I would I would be interested to keep an eye on that. Can Gavin Sawchuck stretch his 100-yard games to five? Because – Tyler, if that happens, that's an active streak. That I mean, that sure. can continue into next year. You could look up, you know, and all of a sudden, you're seven, eight games in a row of a hundred-yard rusher. Now you've really got something cooking. Yeah, I, and I would guess that he does. Um, y- you would think with a true freshman quarterback, are they going to want him to throw the ball downfield and be aggressive? Yeah, but they're definitely going to want to have the presence of a run game with Jackson Oral making his first start especially when you found the running back with the hot hand in Gavin Salchuk. I, I think he'll get there because of that. I think the game plan will definitely be to run the football with him. But with just the amount of reps that I think he's going to get in this game, that, that's another reason for me too. Might Tawee Walker get some carries? Yeah, but kind of like you hinted at. Like, Are you really going to give Tawee Walker 10 to 15 carries in this game? Probably not. Javante Barnes, like, where is he at health-wise? I, I definitely think Gavin Sawchuck will get the number of carries to get to that 100 yards. Like, that that won't be an issue in this game. Who's the second leading rusher? It could be Jackson Arnold, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean we I saw think... the way that they used him in the run game against BYU when he was in there. Yeah. You know, I, I, think, that's, I think that's as good a guess as any. I, I would like to see Caleb Hicks get the ball a little bit. Yeah, and, and maybe there's plans um, for, for that to be the case. Arizona, by the way, I'm on Pac-12.com. They were fifth in the Pac-12 uh, rushing defense this year, giving up 111 yards per game. So we'll see right. if uh, – 111 oh, yards for Gavin Sawchuk. Got it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 111 for Gavin Sawchuk. Hopefully that's not the only rushing yards he gets, but, <laughs> yeah. Uh, 405 is Tawee coming back. That's Clint from uh, Chapel Acres. Uh, apparently, Clint, that's that's totally up to Tallwee. That's what Brent said earlier today. If he wants to come back, he is more than welcome, but it does not sound like he's going to have a scholarship uh, to do so. Yeah, I mean, the offer's still on the table to come back as preferred walk-on. It all depends on his, the interest that he gets. If he gets a scholarship offer somewhere else, and I, and I don't think he's, Tyler, I don't think he's going to take a scholarship offer at Texas State. You know what I mean? I don't think he's going to take one like that. I think I think him playing at OU, getting to play, I know that they had their differences and got into it with DeMarco Murray, but at the same time, it seems like that's been at least quashed for now. I mean, you just have an opportunity to do things at Oklahoma that you wouldn't at other places. So even if it's a scholarship to like a lower G5 school or something, I, I don't think that – I don't think he leaves. But I think he, I think he wants to go get on scholarship somewhere, and he's earned that sure. right. 
Camo Sooner says, under the radar, how many young players who haven't played, how much minutes they get in the bowl game? Well, you're more than likely going to see that on the offensive line, right? Some of these young players who didn't get a ton of snaps, probably a case or two where that's going to have to be the case against Arizona. That's where my mind immediately went to. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, and, it, and it's really my, you know, my biggest question is going to be what kind of combinations do we see, right? Because you've got guys that, I mean, Jake Taylor can play tackle. You've got a tackle coming in. You've got McKay Mattalier playing in this game. Do you plug Jake Taylor on one side? Do you put Troy Everett? Like, there's, there's guys that play different positions. Like, Sexton's a tackle. And a lot of them can play different. I just want to see the different combinations that they use because I think that's, I think Bill's going to have some fun with that. Uh, Bass and John says, can the transfer running back play in the bowl? Uh, you will not see Sam Franklin Jr. in the uh, bowl game against Arizona. But that no, would be tran- fun if that was the, if that was a thing. Yeah, transfers cannot play in the bowl. And I remember we talked about this last year. I think it would be funny if they could because then you'd have basically Michigan and Washington and all these basically saying, all right, who wants to join us for the playoff? Yeah, yeah, that'd be <laughs> awesome. Get the, the, the nice bowl gifts that come along with that as well, seriously. Say, oh, uh, oh, weird, looks like uh, – Looks like just for the bowl game, Marvin Harrison Jr. has entered the portal, <laughs> yeah. and uh, he will be joining uh, Alabama. Weird. Man, if it was a year ago, I'd make a joke about, oh, a bunch of Texas guys would transfer. That's the only way they'll ever play to play off. Well, I can't do yeah. that anymore, can I? Thanks for bringing it up. Yeah, I know. I know. Panhandle Sooner, do we have any backs coming in that compare with Tawi Walker's physical style? Hate to lose that completely. Um, you definitely have a bruising back coming in from Carl Alberts. Yeah. That's 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 more than bruising. He's going to leave a, a more than bruises. He's going to break people. He yeah, I mean he's Xavier Robinson's really good, man. Maybe one of the more underrated players in this uh in this recruiting class. So I'm I'm excited to see him and what yeah. he brings. And of course, the number one running back in the 24 class, Taylor Tatum. Let us not forget about him as well and what he might bring to the team as early as next year. Right, and Xavier Robinson is already going to be practicing, going through bowl prep with the Sooners. Like that's the thing that you you really get you really get a head start. Obviously, you like when guys enroll early, but man, when they start doing bowl prep with you, you're like, man, this is this is awesome. They can kind of see how it looks. They can get to know the guys. They can get you know, kind of in that college shape or try to get in that college shape, at least identify what they need to do by the time spring gets around. So really excited for X to be on campus. Uh, okay, bigger than Tawi, says Eric in the OC. Uh, oh, yeah. we have a Mecca Megwa right now, bigger than Tawi, says Eric in OC. Yeah, he got, uh, I think, one carry against TCU, that Black yeah. Friday game. Yeah, I, I think he got one carry there. Um, uh, okay, Jim in Arlington says, Tyler under the radar, Jalen Milrow, will be in Norman next November. And Jalen Milrow, if Bama wins the title, that could be your preseason Heisman favorite going into the year. They win the title, I bet he is, actually. Yeah, that would make the most sense, especially given the improvements that he's made. Right? It was was rough early in the year. But he's made good improvements and uh, had some – yeah, if you win the national title and come back, yeah, you're you're penciled in right at the top. Well, Um, you know, he'll be number two. Yeah. Behind I, I, whoever starts quarterback at Texas. 940 says Lincoln Riley equals TBOW. 
Caden Green equals coward up north there. So you can kind of oh, go God. ahead and do that if you'd like to. Um, I, I wasn't going to come in today talking a whole lot of Caden Green. We'll mention it, that he is at Oregon today and tomorrow, and then he will be uh, at Missouri on Sunday. So I'm going to guess Oregon is the uh, the favorite to land Caden Green when all this all this mess is done. Yeah, I mean, I would put Oregon as the favorite. Um, but when he makes that trip to Missouri, they're going to dump the biggest Brinks truck on him that – Tyler, I think the favorite is Oregon right now. But if he makes that Missouri visit, I will quickly assume that Missouri is the favorite. And I know that a lot of people saw um, him check in at Eugene, probably on Instagram or on Twitter or something like that, and say, well, Dylan Gabriel's there on his visit with him. No, Dylan Gabriel's in Huntington Beach, California today, uh, training. So just want to clear that up. 405-651-3439 is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. We're here at the Newcastle Casino today where it's a frosty Friday. Win your share of $100,000 today at the Riverwind Casino every Friday in December. Your chance of 100000 in cash and bonus play right here at the Newcastle Casino. Lee Bryce in concert tonight at the Riverwind Showplace Theater. Ron White will be here on December 30th. Midland will be here on December 31st. More college football, more OU football right here on The Ref. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. So this segment is normally reserved for what caught Teddy's eye, brought to you by Yalagasni Law. Well, Teddy's off today. He worked on Wednesday. He'll be back on Monday. So we won't do what caught Teddy's eye today, but what we will do is we will give a shout-out to Yalagasni Law, who sponsor that segment. Not because they're awesome partners with us here at The Ref, but because I saw on Twitter today from Matt Shapercutter's uh, 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 tw- Twitter line there, his Twitter page, that Yala Gosney Law donates. They donate to the OU football program. Championship gift announced for OU football from Yala Gosney Law. So not only do they support us here at the ref, they support OU football as well. Uh, big time thanks to those guys and uh, everything that they do. But we will talk some uh, college football this segment, pretty much like we do every segment, Travis. And we haven't talked since the SEC schedule release that happened on Wednesday night. That was a lot of fun. We did the extra hour. And the Athletic goes week by week to find the best SEC game each week. This includes the non-conference. OU is included in one, two, three, four of the best games each week. Jeez. Four of the best games each Can week. Can I guess Can them? You, yes, yes. What are the four listed here? Okay, so... Alabama, obviously. Correct, yes. Let's see. That last, that game against LSU, I want to say, but that's rivalry week, so I don't feel like they would put it on. Let me, let me, let me hold off on that. Okay. Uh, the Tennessee game. Correct. Ole Miss. Correct. That was the tough one. I know. I, I'll go with LSU. I think they yeah. would rather do something well, else, but LSU. 
they went with the overrated rivalry of Texas and Texas A&M, that pillow fight. Yeah, uh, see, I figured they'd, they'd pull a rivalry week thing. So what, what did they say is the other one? OU Texas is the uh, other one. Oh, I still don't think. That's weird. Yeah, it's an SEC game now. Yeah, that's SEC weird. Game. I, that's, week that's, four. that's the most obvious one, and that's obviously the one I miss. <laughs> week four against Tennessee, week seven against Texas, week nine at Ole Miss, week 13 against Alabama. The Athletics says four of the best weekends in the SEC will be uh, games involving OU. And I, I think that's a good number, but I think the number could be extended to five because, I, I don't know, A&M, they just lost another commit in the 2024 class. I believe they just lost a quarterback a few minutes ago. They're losing recruits like crazy. Um, players have been hopping in the portal like crazy over the over the course of the past few weeks. I just don't think a and is going to be that good next year. And guess what? A&M is not good most years. Like, the only real reason I think that there will be buildup for that Texas-Texas A&M game is that they haven't played in over a decade. But what might the best game be next year on rivalry week? I don't know. Dude, I think it could be OU at LSU if, if things go according to plan. The best game, yeah. No, I, I agree with that. And that's the thing. I think I checked last night maybe, and I think it was – I think A&M had the 17th-ranked class – but I think that was before one of their other like wide receivers decommitted or something like that. Bro, with that, they, they might fall out of the top 25 before it's all yep. said and done. I mean, 20 and 22 classes leaving. I mean, it's bad times. If you, I mean, you know that meme of uh, um, the Bugatti that's in the carport outside the trailer? No, but I can look at it. I mean, probably. There's just so, so many of them out that's there. That's what... That's what Hicks and or McKinley will look like on that roster. <laughs> yes, is yes. all right, cool. It's I mean, it's kind of like Winery in in the Missouri class right now. It's like cool, you got that, but you're they're looking around like the Will Smith, uh, you know, meme. Like uh, who else is supposed to be in this room with me? Yeah, it's not not looking good for Texas A and M. And guess what? Nobody feels sorry for them. Exactly. Nobody feels sorry for them and what they're going through right now. And you just gotta hope. You just got to hope, if you're an OU fan, that David Hicks does not. He doesn't want to be the lone man standing in 2024. He hops in the portal like a lot of his teammates. And as we talked about earlier, you, you, you got to think um, OU would have a really good chance at that. because I, I, And I think people are excited about the portal gets they've been able to get this week, especially Dion Burks from Purdue. People saw the highlights of him and said, oh, that dude can play. But make no mistake about it, Travis. I, I don't think that there's another name that's in the portal or another realistic name that could be in the portal that OU fans would be more fired up to get in the portal than David Hicks. Yeah. No, I agree. I, I don't think there's anybody. Um, again, like a Dominic McKinley flip would be awesome, and I know that's not a portal thing, but that flip would be awesome. Chris McClellan would love to get him. On the interior of that line, that's an SEC defensive lineman. It's uh, a big old boy, local kid, right? People are going to root for that. Uh, you know Kendall's going to root for that because he's from oh, yeah. Owasso. Um, but, yeah, David Hicks, that's that's the one. That's better than, you know, LT Overton. It's better than Gabriel Brownlow-Dindy. Like, this fan base was so ready. We were so ready, Tyler, to, to for him to be a Sooner. So, if that comes full circle, then – Man, we're, we're really – I mean, just the optics, right? I mean, what are the optics if you end up with a David Hicks joining 
a defensive line that's bringing in Jaden Jackson and David Stone and Nigel Smith and Danny Okoye, and maybe you can flip others and – I mean, Wyatt Gilmore. The, the optics off the are edge. changing. Like, uh, OU on the defensive side, or at least it feels like it is. Oh, they're they're changing for sure. And then you would just pour gasoline on that if you get David Hicks to flip onto that defensive line. Check this out, John on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. I believe this is the first time John has ever texted in, and for John's first text, he says FCS undefeated, South Dakota State University Jackrabbits a.k.a. Jacks, at 6 p.m. tonight versus Albany. Semi-final. Go Jacks. First time John has texted in, which I appreciate that, but a South Dakota State, let's go, boys, text for the first text ever against Albany. Hey, you know, that, I believe John, that's either where, you're a big Jacks fan or you got some money on that game, one or the other. Or I think that's where Marcus Hicks ended up. Both. I think that's where Marcus Hicks ended up, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, I think that's right. That happened. And Albany famously, so now. Jared versus, you know, starting spot. Jared verse before he transferred to Florida State and became a, you know, first round pick and All American. Um, he was at Albany, so a couple couple storylines. I'm sure they'll hit really hard. Maybe not the the Hicks one, but they'll hit that that Jared Jared versus name will be said tonight during yes. the broadcast 15 times. Yeah. <laughs> He may be mentioned in the uh, the opening monologue there that they have to start the game. Jared Verse. They may have a logo of him somewhere on the field. Maybe we'll see. Maybe he'll do the coin flip. He's not getting ready for a playoff game. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's still still bitter for a lot of people, man. Yeah, should be a lot of people in Tallahassee. Which, by the way, um, Bowlmania. Let's go if you haven't entered already. ESPN Bowlmania. Our group name is Unhitch the Wagon. Password is Sooners with a capital S. Again, Unhitch the Wagon is the group name. Sooners with a capital S is the uh, password. And if you win this thing, you're going to walk away with a Hal Smith, a Hal Smith gift card, which is, which is awesome. Compete yeah. against the host. Compete against the uh, other listeners at the station. You pick each bowl game, and you arrange them in confidence points. And speaking of Florida State, tell me if this is a huge mistake. At my highest level of confidence, at least what I have right now, I need to rearrange it in the morning, I've got Georgia beating Florida State as my highest confidence pick. Bad pick? Good pick. I think it's a good pick, man. I think it's a good pick. I, You know, so much of this, we've talked about it with the Alamo Bowl, is do you want to be there? Bro, there is not – I mean, you've got Florida State opt-outs – they're still, I mean, you could channel that anger maybe and to say, hey, look, if we win this game, we can do the, the, the state of Florida tradition and claim a national championship because we went undefeated and didn't play in the national championship. Um, I, that's the only motivation, though. And Georgia, they're by every metric still one of the top teams in the country. They lost, a cl- they lost a close game in the SEC championship game. They'd won 29 straight going into that, two-time champions. Yeah, I, th- I think that's a good pick right there. Bowl games are just so hard to pick now, man. God. Golly, dude. It's, it's ridiculous. You should I be just, able to, like, man. There, there should be a tab on ESPN to where you're just like, my confidence, I would just like to rank my confidence in whoever has the most regular season production playing in this yeah, game. Seriously, is there a stat? Like, just click it. Phil Steele, hire Phil Steele to tell us that. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And it just uh, it just auto-fills it. Gunner from Grove says, guys, do you know what end of the Cotton Bowl 
OU is on uh, next year. I've never gone and wanting to try, but don't want to sit next to a bunch of Longhorn idiots. Gunner, I have the answer to that. I do know what end of the Cotton Bowl OU will be sitting next year. They will be sitting on the end of the tunnel. So that's all you got to do. Gunner, if you're going to get tickets on the secondary market and it shows you the Cotton Bowl, just pick the half of the stadium where there's a tunnel in the end zone. And that's where all the OU fans are going to be sitting next year. Can't be wrong. Yep. Can't be well, wrong. Well, that's what's nice about only having one tunnel. When you look on a seat map, it's very easy. Yeah. Yeah, just just find the tunnel and, and pick that side. Easy and, enough. And while we're talking about seat maps, I was going to say this during the basketball segment, but I it, it slipped my mind. For those of you that want to go to Kansas to root on the Sooners. I do. Just wait. Wait to find out what the Kansas City Chiefs do because if they are playing football that day tickets will come down because that fan base it's the same fan base so just keep an eye on that and keep an eye on the Chiefs OU I mean, hoops take over at the fog all the fans I'm just saying if the Chiefs are playing there will be many people that are not at the Jayhawks game so keep an eye on that there are other factors at play here so I shall keep, keep my just eye on that. Keep updating that seat geek or, or whatever you use and, and keep an eye on those tickets. Two days after my birthday. I don't know. A heck of a birthday gift. Go up to the fog. It's yeah. awesome. Awesome place. 405 651 3439 is the text line. Close up hour number two of the rush coming up next. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. Central Oklahoma View of GMC dealers bringing you the sour of the rush. I am at the Riverwind Casino today where Lee Bryce will be at the Riverwind Showplace Theater. Ron White will be here on December 30th. Midland will be here December 31st. Ardmore Sooner on the text line says, One thing that needs to happen when South Carolina comes to Norman is the Shane Beamer clip needs to be played on the big screen a couple of times during the game where he says OU fans can't hang with the SEC fan base. That would get our folks Okie crazy. Now, Shane, Be- Shane Beamer's got a lot of respect for OU. He's a friend of the program. Friend of the program. Did he say that? I mean, I don't I, – I guess I, think I just it was don't mainly, remember him saying that. It was – they were talking about the walk-ups, like the walk of champions. Um, I think that was the main difference. Now, in, in South Carolina, they call it the cock walk. Um ah to the stadium i uh i actually i was there uh, on our bye week and shane gave me a uh i, I said uh, or he saw my ou shirt and he gave me a big boomer in the crowd so he's a friend of the friend of the program you know i think it's very much like a same thing with hypel i mean yeah he coaches the enemy now where we root for the sooners no matter what but i don't think a lot of people are going to be like booing Josh Heupel or anything. So I, I don't think a lot of people are going to be booing Shane Beamer or anything like that. His no. comments, again, were were about the Walk of Champions, and I think OU's done a good job of it. I think in Norman at the Walk of Champions, I think we've improved greatly over the last couple of years, and they've really emphasized that. Like, really, when Brent got here, he was like, hey, look, Walk of Champions is something that we really want to push, and they've done a really good job with that. I th- yeah. You know, it's funny, when, when they said we play that – that Shane Beamer clip, I thought they meant we need to put the, come on, feel, on the, <laughs> on the jumbotron. And I was like, yeah, go for it. 
We're one and two. We got a lot of fighters in that a lot room. Of fighters Get out of in here that room. That crap. Yeah. <laughs> that would be sweet. Um, I, I would be curious to hear from the text line. I'm, I'm doing pregame during the Walk of Champions, so I never get to go over there and see it. Uh, have you guys been impressed with that? Ha- has it gotten better uh, over the past couple of years? Because it, it, it looks like it's a cool deal. Thinks a thing that the recruits really enjoy, that they want to feature that, that the players really enjoy as well. Be curious what the text line thinks of the uh, Walk of Champions and how that's uh, grown over the past couple of years. All right. We got the final hour on a Friday coming up next. You know what sound clip is about to happen at the top of the 5 o'clock hour, and we're going to try, and I mean try, to revisit everything that's happened over the course of the past seven days with OU football. We'll do our best right here on The Ref. Hey, Sooner fans, we've got you covered. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. No, we don't get a break. <laughs> this is the home of Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. You're listening to the home of Sooner fans. KREF, Norman, Oklahoma. And streaming live on the KREF app. The Ref Sports Radio Network. The Ref Radio Sports <laughs> Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. It's time for The Rush with Tyler McComas and Travis Davidson. Sound off on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439. Hit the guys up on the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's The Rush with Tyler McComas and Travis Davidson. What's the drink of choice tonight? Well, you know, I, I'm i not promoting it, but I like some old cold beer. I think I'm going to have one. I'm not promoting it now. Oh, yeah. I love it, too. Friday at 5. Sam Pittman. Can't stay in Arkansas, fans, but I do like some Sam Pittman. It's hard to dislike Sam Pittman when he joins us every single Friday at 5, Travis. He has a special place in my heart and maybe some other listeners out there as well until, you know, OU and Arkansas actually meets on the field. What's funny is Mm -hmm. I I know it's coming. Mm -hmm. Like, everybody who listens to the show regularly knows it's coming. I cannot help but smile every time I hear the music start. I just I get the biggest grin, and I just know it's coming. And uh, I don't know, man. There's there's nothing that gets you going like that music going into that quote. Uh, long live that quote. That's going to be, you know, I, uh, l- I love it. As long as K Ref is on air, years and decades to come. Sam Pittman. We'll, uh, we'll close it as f- at 5 as far as I'm concerned on Fridays. Well, you know, uh, yeah, that ain't changing. Head coach in Arkansas, out of coaching, whatever. And Jim in Arlington will tweet at me at least five times a week about Sam Pittman having an old cold beer. And I smile every single time I see it. Now, but Friday at 5, 10 days away until Christmas. Hope everyone's having an awesome holiday season. Seriously, from everyone here at the Ref, thank you for all your support. And uh, hope this holiday is the, um, is the best one to, to come. First time listening to Friday at 5 live, it's glorious, says a texture from the 918. Huh. Welcome. <laughs> yeah, welcome. 
Every single Friday at 5, we do it. But thanks for uh, thanks for joining us for, for the first time. Okay, it's been a crazy seven days, all right? We've even asked you guys one word to describe the craziness over the past seven days. About, I don't know, 40% of the responses, I couldn't read them because we get fined if we did. So I'm going to try to recap everything that's happened just for OU football over the past seven days. Travis, if I missed anything, let me know. Text line, I don't need you to tell, to, I don't need to tell them to correct us. They, they yeah. already do that anyway, right? Okay, so let's start seven days ago. Billy Bowman announces that he's coming back. OU basketball routes the Hogs. I guess that's not football, but come on, I wanted to throw that one in there. Right. Dylan Gabriel announces that he's going to Oregon. Guyton and Rain declare for the draft. Des Malone of San Diego State commits to OU out of the portal. Danny Stutzman announces he's coming back. Dion Burks of Purdue commits to OU out of the portal. Caden Green enters the portal. The SEC schedule is released. Sam Franklin, a running back out of the portal, commits. Dejon Terry announces he's coming back. Jacob Lacey announces he's coming back. Eddie Pierre-Lewis commits earlier today. Did I miss anything? I mean, that's a lot over the course of seven days. Man, um, I would probably – did Spencer Brown fall in that week? Oh, the the uh, O-line commit commit for Michigan State? I don't know. I may have missed that one. I think he did. And then the only thing I would add, probably, I think it's the only notable one, theoretically, would be um, Key Lawrence committing to Ole Miss, maybe. Yep. I mean, that's a future opponent. You know, that's, I feel I feel like that's decently notable. Um, but, dude, that's a lot in seven days, man. A, se- a seven-day period where you don't even play a football game? God. I mean, that, that reading that it's almost like you were doing like a 12 days of christmas rundown (laughs) type situation yeah well the fourth day of christmas wasn't all that great but the other days were (laughs) were pretty good outside of that i mean all of those are positive how many i listed one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve i listed 13 different things dude 13 different things. And I guess Guyton and Rain declaring is not a great thing. It, it wasn't really surprising. So only one out of 12 of those things were bad. The rest of them were good. They were awesome. They were season-changing for next year, Billy Bowman and Danny Stutzman coming back. But the one bad thing has really dampened the mood of the entire week. And I feel like we're back now. After Eddie Pierre-Lewis committed earlier today, everyone's back in that Friday good mood. But, man, it, it just took that one thing to make everyone in a down mood for a few days. Do, it, has the text line added anything that uh, we forgot? It feels like we're forgetting something, right? Even though there was 13 things out there, and we even counted uh, Guyton and Rame as the yeah. same thing. Cade from the 405, I, I think this works. Don't forget Tawi. That was surprising. Like, wait, Tawi's at practice? What's he doing at practice? Yeah, Tawi being at practice. That's a, yeah, I, I would say that that's notable. Um, yeah, I mean, just a, just a, just a, bit, hey, tis what, the season, man. What will the next seven days, what, what, <laughs> what, what's in store for us? Kind of scared to think about that, honestly. Well, you hope some portal commits. You, you hope maybe two offensive linemen, maybe a tight end. Uh, at least one one defensive lineman. Again, I think you're going to wait on Hicks, and that wouldn't be till after the bowl game. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is the uh, thought, by the way. If Hicks enters the portal, it'll be after the 
the uh, Dollar General Red River Rivalry Bowl game. Right, the Great Value. Um, great Value brand, yeah. I, because I think you, I mean, McClellan's a take, and then I think I think you're only probably taking one other defensive lineman in the portal, and I think. I mean, I guess they could always take more, but you want to hold that open for Hicks. Hicks yeah. is always a take, but I think your argument to Hicks is, hey, look, we waited on you. We've been holding this spot open. We've had to beat away defensive linemen with a stick to make sure that we had a spot for you after the bowl game. And now that everybody's all taken up, we're just waiting on you. So I think not only is it good from like a roster, like a roster building, like scholarship, you know, disbursement or scholarship allocation perspective. But I think for a sales pitch perspective, I think you just take Chris McClellan right now and then you see where McKinley uh, ends up and you see if Hicks gets in the portal. Braylon from the four, or excuse me, Braylon from the 580 and Tulsa Ooh. Boomer says SEC schedule released. Yeah, I, I mentioned that one. Yeah, yeah, that was in there. Yeah, that was that was that was there. right after Caden Green. So I think everybody just shuddered. And uh, and and then missed the next point that you made, which was SEC schedule release. <laughs> Seriously, they, they didn't hear the next three after that. Like, oh, I had to bring up that one. I, and, and I did consider this next one from the four hundred five. Zach Sanchez pissing off the OU fans, which has gotten oh, a lot of mileage over the past couple of days. Yeah, that's yeah. Got, that's got a lot of mileage over the last few years. He's hey, he he's he's online, man. Yeah, he's true. Uh, he is active online. Brent Venables had an availability with the media after practice today. A couple of uh, noteworthy things. First, before anybody got to ask a question, Brent Venables smiled at everyone, and he said, quote, I'm not talking about nobody that's not here, end quote. So he knew the first question out of the gate was about (laughs) to be, was it going to be about Caden Green? He's like, nope, not doing it, guys. Unless they're here, don't ask me about them. If they're not here, they're not on our team, I don't want to ask any questions. So he just he just left it at that. So so good for Brent there. He, and, he read uh, the room. We we mentioned Tawi just a, a, a few minutes ago. Brent was asked about that. Tawi Walker is there. So they were able to ask about Tawi Walker being at practice, even though he's currently in the portal. Brent said Tawi is going to look at his options in the portal. And if he doesn't like them, he's more than welcome to come back. We talked about it earlier. That sounds like to me, Travis, hey, we're not going to give you a scholarship offer, uh, but you're more than welcome to come back again in a walk-on role. But if you get a better opportunity elsewhere in the portal, best of luck to you. Yeah. It's interesting because those comments, right, he opens up with, hey, if they're not here, we're not talking about them. And then somebody asks about Tawi. Like, it would have been funny if somebody was like, so – uh, you know, speaking of Tawi, hypothetically, if he were to take visits, you know, like if he were to go, I don't know, to Oregon and then to Missouri and then want to come back on the team, you know, how would your feeling be on that? Like, you know what I mean? Like, just try and try and mix up the words a little bit more to try and uh, to try and ask it in a different way. 405 says if they would give Tawi Walker a scholarship, he may very well stay. Oh, I agree. I, I think if they offered him a scholarship right now, Tawi would say, let's go. I'll trade yeah. out more bowling pins or whatever you want me to do. There's just a problem with that. It doesn't sound like they're going to offer Tawi Walker a scholarship. Correct. That's what it sounds like. And, look, he, he flashed last year, there's no doubt. But you've got 
about to have a lot of running backs on scholarship. You obviously took the highly yeah. productive Franklin out of UT Martin. Um, you've still got three dudes coming in, including the number one running back in the country coming in. You know, and I don't think you take. I, I mean, I'm guessing uh, this isn't sourced or anything, but I probably don't think you take Franklin if you still have Smothers. But you've still got Caleb Hicks. You've still got Javante Barnes. You've still got Gavin Sawchuk. I mean, I mean, maybe if maybe if one of our thirty wide receivers enters the portal, that could open up something. But I just don't think. I think in the numbers game, I don't think you need to have what seven scholarship running backs, eight scholarship running backs. Sure. We're getting texts now saying, "Why are they not giving him a scholarship? Has he not proven himself? Come on now! I don't, don't come after us." Uh, that's right. their decision. I, I guess they, they obviously feel like they have better options or they can get better options than Tawie Walker for, for next year. Like I, I, I like Tawie Walker too, but it's it's pretty clear what their decision is. I, I don't know the spat or the argument or whatever happened with he and DeMarco, how much that affects things, but unless something drastically changes, and I don't think it will, Tawie Walker might be back. He may be back. They said he can be back, but not not with – he'll be back as a walk-on, not as a scholarship player. Do you think it's a situation, Tyler, and, again, this would be just a – we'd be assuming some things here, but say that Tawie Walker gets no scholarship offers at the P5 level and decides to come back. like Or, or say he does get P5 offers – do you think Oklahoma at any point would be like, okay, we thought maybe you wouldn't get any interest and we wanted to keep you. Hey, we'll offer you a scholarship now. Uh, might be too little too late, obviously, because he would say, well, why didn't you offer me a scholarship in the first place? But here's the thing. Key Lawrence had offers. He's already mm-hmm. committed to another team. Like, you've got other guys taking visits. Like, Tawi Walker's stock, I believe, since he's at practice – still has to improve in order to get the offers that he wants. So him still being there, at least right now, Tyler, would suggest that he doesn't have the interest that maybe a lot of people might thought might have thought he yeah. had. Yeah, I mean, if he did, he would have been committed elsewhere with a scholarship most likely. No, I, right. I, I hear you, man. And, and maybe he needs maybe he needs this game of film to, to show that he's yeah. healthy and available to, to do that potentially. Maybe, maybe that's a big reason why he's – practicing and probably going to play in the bowl game uh 918 curious what is the correct pronunciation of epl's last name i thought i heard it pronounced differently before oh you did you heard it pronounced (laughs) differently several months before um we thought it was eddie pierre louis for a long long time up until two days ago i mean i guess really yesterday it's eddie pierre lewis now i'm still surprised it's not louis especially with the Pierre in front of it. Mm-hmm, it just mm-hmm. seemed like it was tailor-made to be Louis. But it's Eddie Pierre-Lewis, the number 29 overall player according to Rivals. And that's um, if that's not the biggest story today, it's one of the biggest stories. He committed to OU. That's a big gets. That's an important gets. It fired everyone up today at 2.05 when he committed. Um, that got kind of everyone back on the right track, Travis. Um, it kind of got everyone away from the whole Caden Green saga. And got everyone to like, all right, let's go, Beatonbo, let's go. We're all right. We're OU. We'll be fine. Let's start to get in a positive mind. It, it, it was just a very good thing to happen on this day that, that EPL committed to OU. Yeah, absolutely. And it's 
I don't think it has the same effect if you have Eddie Pierre Lewis in the class in like June, right? Because you know you have it's all about momentum swings, right? And and what have you done for me lately? I think if he's in the class, and then you miss out on Bricks, and then you get Caden Green jumping in the portal, I don't think you have quite the same kind of taste in your mouth going into signing day. But I think closing on EPL on a high note late in the cycle after Caden Green, who plays the same position after his departure, I think I think you can I think you can take a bit of solace in that. Yeah, and a, a couple of things on Lewis, which is still weird to say. I yeah, really what, have to what brought that? Myself, Lewis. So did was that a Parker thing yesterday or something like that? Like yeah. What what caused that to change? Did Parker be like, "Hey, I actually asked him, and he said I've been pronouncing it wrong for two I, years." I, 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 yeah, I think so. I, I mean, basically, he's just like, "Hey, it's Lewis, by the way." I know we've been saying Louis for multiple months, but it's Lewis. So hmm. I, I messed it up in the first hour. I was trying to pitch a perfect game today. Uh, I made it like two and a third innings before I totally messed it up, but. Trying to trying to finish perfect here on out. Maybe I'll just say EPL the rest of the way. But a couple of notes on him from Hayes Fawcett, EPL. Um, he runs a 12 100 meter at 315 pounds. You don't need to be a track expert to know um, that this is impressive. Just take that as that's very good. He runs a 12 100 meter at 315 pounds. That's good, guys. And worth noting as well, okay, so he's big. At 6'4", 320, he's really fast. What about his strength? His bench press numbers in high school would have been among the top group at the NFL Combine. Yeah. Is that good enough? Yeah, and that's the thing. It's 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 famous or infamous by now, but under Benny Wiley, only one offensive lineman could bench over 300 pounds, um, and that was Bray Walker, who was just a monster. But... Only one. Tyler, Eddie Pierre-Louis was benching over 400 pounds in high school. Jeez, I mean, <laughs> that's insane. Yeah, phys- physically he's, uh, he- he's in a good place or will be in a good place when he gets here. And someone asked earlier, can you compare him to Caden Green? I- that's, that's, that's difficult. Um, it- it- it's hard for me to compare. And-, and what you really want, I'm guessing, is can he come in like Caden Green did as a true freshman and have the impact and start as many games? Will he have an opportunity to do so? I think he'll have an opportunity based on what OU's offensive line looks like today. We'll see what they do in the portal. I wouldn't necessarily bet on Eddie Pierre-Louis. Or Eddie Pierre-Louis, geez, being a day-one Jeez. starter. I know it's tough, dude. I wouldn't necessarily bet on it, but physically, dude, he's he's kind of, I mean, he's ready to go, and depending on what it looks like. The, the, the thing that's tough, though, with that, Travis, is it's not an apples-to-apples comparison because Caden Green did a fantastic job this year. I'm not trying to take away anything he did his freshman year. But let's be honest, man. He played well against Texas, and that was great. But he also played against UCF. Uh, he played against, like, other Big 12 schools. If EPL is going to have a Caden Green type of impact in year one, he's going to have to do it against Alabama and LSU and Tennessee and Ole Miss, like teams that are a lot better than what was put in front of Caden Green. Especially in the trenches. Yes, correct. Like especially in the trenches. So, um, yeah, it's a uh, yeah, it, it's a good point. 
and and it's weird because Caden showed out in the Texas game, no doubt, but he wasn't an absolute world beater the rest of the way. A lot of people were just really excited about his future, like the foundation. Okay, let's build towards getting you up. Like, I mean, you don't need to be an absolute world beater, but you'd like to see some flashes from from EPL, right? Like, yeah. you'd like to see him get in late. Maybe if you're, you know, blowing out a team, maybe maybe he gets in against Maine and you know, walk somebody 20 yards down the field or pancakes him, or he pulls on a counter and uh, some poor cornerback is standing there and he's got EPL sprinting towards him uh, and, he, and he gets on a highlight. You know what I mean? Like something like yeah. that early would be good. Sure. Uh, 405-651-3439 is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. By the way, uh, OU up to the number six class in 2024 on Rivals after EPL committed. Uh, more college football coming up next. An interesting name just entered into the transfer portal. Oh, boy. We'll tell you who it is next right here on The Ref. Ref Army, it's time to join us once again for the Ref's Hal Smith Restaurant Group College Bowl Pick'em. Just head to ESPN.com, find the College Bowl Mania link, search for the group Unhitch the Wagon, and enter the password Sooners. If you've joined us in the past, it's even easier. Just click rejoin the league and you're in. So take your shot at great prizes and bragging rights with the Ref's College Bowl Pick'em. Brought to you by the Hal Smith Restaurant Group. A Hal Smith gift card is good for things like dinner at Charleston's, burgers at the garage, brunch at Neighborhood Jam, and a whole lot more. Visit HalSmith.com and spread some joy this holiday season. Final hour on a Friday at the Riverwind Casino. Lee Bryce in concert tonight at the Riverwind Showplace Theater. Ron White will be here on December 30th. Midland will be here on December 31st. Come check out the Riverwind Casino. All right, teased it going into the break. There's a very interesting name in the portal. No, not a name that OU will have interest in, but a name that you'll recognize. USC wide receiver and former Sooner Mario Williams just entered the transfer portal. Uh, he had 29 catches for 305 yards this season. Immediate reaction to a, uh, a, a known name around here, Travis, Mario Williams being in the portal. Well, um... It's it, it, it's kind of one of those things. He went out there as part of kind of the Caleb Williams thing. He's going to go out there and be his right-hand man to go catch passes, and they bring in Jordan Addison, and, you know, he ends up being the first-round pick, and Mario kind of moves down the, the wide receiver chart. And, you know, Rayleigh Brown went out there when Lincoln went out there. He's in the portal. It's it's It, it continues to be the theme of, Lincoln's got his quarterback, and if you're anybody else, I mean, good luck. Yep. That's, that's what it feels like to me, at least. What, what do you think? What's your in, initial reaction? My initial reaction is I wasn't high on USC to begin with. And not that Mario Williams was like the key piece holding it together. It's, okay, well, here's another notable name entering the portal, but I don't really see USC owning the portal or having this awesome recruiting class this year to replace some of the names that are leaving, you know? Like, I, I was led to believe that USC was going to own the West Coast in recruiting. And what are they, like, a the 20th-ranked class right now, according to rivals? That's not that's a terrible class at USC, dude. And it's not like they're owning the portal either. I, I don't think they're going to be a good team next year, man. And they weren't a good team this year, but a tougher schedule next year potentially, it, he's... 
he's in a lot of trouble. I'm just telling you. Well, it, you know, it's a private university, so you never know what the contract situation, you know, is like. Is it guaranteed? Is he? Are, the, are they stuck with him, which is truly insane to say, right? Because they, it was the toast of the town. You know, USC was back. You know, they had all, you know, that weird Saturday Night Live style welcoming party and Colin Coward was drooling and this, that, and the other. Like, like the honeymoon was over before it started, but contractually, what are they looking like, right? It's like, are they stuck with Lincoln Riley for 10 years? Is Lincoln Riley just going to say, huh, doesn't matter. You guys pay me. You guys owe me so much money over the next 10 years. I'm just going to sit here and light cigars with $100 bills. Like, is it? does he do that, or is he – or does he go to the NFL and give up that entire contract and kind of start his his kind of image over? But yeah, they're, I mean they're they're ranked I think 18th yeah. on U uh, on uh, two four seven right now. That's not and a good we, class at USC. It's not. No, and I mean when you go to the top players in California, I mean they don't have them. The other other Oregon uh, does. say what Oregon does. They're yeah, exactly. the, the best players in that state. Exactly. If you just go to the California State rankings, the top. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll read to you how many you got: Oregon, Bama, Texas, Bama, Notre Dame. The sixth best and seventh best are going to USC, and then you have to go all the way down past multiple OU commits until you get to another uh, Southern Cal commit at number seventeen. So of the top. 16 California recruits, Tyler. OU and USC have the same number of them. Wow, man. <laughs> I mean, that's crazy. Uh, can we just take a time to just enjoy that? God, it, it is just, it's falling flat out there, man. They don't have any momentum as a program. They're not killing it in recruiting. Like, we were all told that they were going to, that was going to happen. OU's we not going to be able to recruit another offensive player ever again. Oh, he was never going to be able to get another offensive player ever again. Not without Lincoln. Oh, he's got the number six class right now. And uh, they had the top five class last year. It's great, man. And they don't know who their quarterback's going to be next year. They're still trying to find one in the portal. They've got LSU in Vegas, and they play Michigan and Ann Arbor in two of their first three games. And then they have Penn State at Washington, at UCLA, and Notre Dame on the schedule as well. Jeez. Well, and, and, as, and as, I, as I alluded to earlier, Tyler, how many games has Lincoln Riley coached as a head coach where he didn't have the obvious quarterback advantage? I mean, <sighs> Joe Burrow, obviously. Sure. You could say Tua. Okay, and he lost those games. I mean, right. I, I, and I, I think that goes to the point that you're making, right? Right. Is I mean, he, he lost games where he had the market quarterback advantage with Heisman winners. Dude, he, he lost a game where Iowa State was starting like their third string quarterback, and he had a Heisman winner on his side. If he trots into, I mean, there are there are many. I think that there are many people that could win a good amount of ball games if you had the best quarterback on the field every game you played, which was a large part, which has been a large part of his head coaching career. It was. For the, I mean, it was every time he was at USC mm-hmm. uh, for the last two years. So mm-hmm. it's, it'll be interesting because if he, bro, if he takes Will Howard into that schedule <laughs> next year, oh, I yikes. mean, he's not gonna, he's not gonna have the best quarterback for half of his games. 
Man, I mean, yeah, it's it, it, be... hey, it'll sound like this, man. Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts, even Spencer Rattler, Caleb Williams, and then Will Howard. God, which one of these doesn't belong? Mm. Yikes. Couldn't but you know what? Guy. I, I'm going to enjoy every single moment of it <laughs> next year. It's going to be great. Uh, 972, Stephen Texas says, my initial reaction to Mario Williams entering the portal. Hysterical laughter, my friend. Hysterical laughter. Steve, you sound like a guy I could hang out with because it was hysterical <laughs> laughter on this side as well. 580 says, can't stop smiling in all caps. Yeah. It is, uh, it is not It is not going well. Dude, they may get lucky with that schedule next year. They may get lucky to win as many games as they did this year, potentially. Oh, it's it's going to be worse. I mean, like five and seven's on the table, Tyler. Oh, it's on the table. The just defense. Keep, just keep saying that. I love that. Hey, I got a lot of tables. Um, <laughs> lots of space. So, but five and seven. If you were just to go down that schedule and say, what would this team have done? Go through, go through the last two years of games and just. Any game where it was obvious that they won because of Caleb Williams and Caleb Williams only, mark those as losses, and then, and then look at next year's schedule. Yeah. It's it, it might be bad. I'm I'm just gonna be really mad if he finds a way to weasel his way out of this situation that he created, and he finds a head coaching job in the NFL. And and not that I think that he would take over an NFL franchise and lead him to a Super Bowl, far from that. I, I, I think that would crash and burn. But this situation at USC, for what I was told was going to happen there, uh, it is so ripe for a disaster next year. I just want him to actually have to live through, at, through that and see the miserable look on his face in post-game press conferences next year. Please, Travis, can't let him weasel out to an NFL job somewhere. I don't know who would want to hire him right now, hopefully not the Chargers, but I want him to have to – live through that disaster next season that's what i'm rooting for hey if he if he tanks next year the nfl won't even want him yeah unless it's for like an offensive coordinator role that's where he's at man uh this is so great to cam on the text line starting to believe that there's a santa claus now that's how real that this has gotten all of this (laughs) absolutely (laughs) there is a santa claus after all there is um, one quick note on OU. Uh, there is a uh, portal entry on OU side. It is offensive tackle Aaron Parks. So you'd, you'd like to have numbers on the offensive line. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like we could have seen this one coming with Aaron Parks. Didn't Aaron Parks enter the portal once before? E- maybe. But for some reason, I've got that in my mind that he entered the portal and then came back out of the portal and then. I don't. I'm trying to think. Regardless, played in eight games. Played in eight games the past two seasons. So, thought that that yeah. might be a uh, possibility uh, before we got to the uh, portal slate of things. All right, well, there's, 405. there's Tommy Walker scholarship right there, fellas. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Four oh five. Don't don't get him started. They're already started on. Who has a scholarship? <laughs> That's cr- you know hey, this guy sucks. He's got to have a scholarship. Why can't all we have one? Roger in L.A. I know who he get the scholarship from. Uh, Santa John says there is a Santa Claus. And you and I, yes, Santa yes. John is the close. I mean, that that is Santa Claus. It, so yep. much so that Travis and I had never met Santa John. And at our football giveaway this year, Travis looked at me and said, look, dude, 
I've never met Santa John, but there's no way that that's not Santa John right there. Sure enough, it was. <laughs> it was. He is, man. He's the one. He's busy this time of year, so I appreciate yeah. you carving out some time for us, Santa John. 405-651-3439 is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. We're having fun on this Friday. Let's do it more next right here on The Ref. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. It is the Rush on the Ref here on a Friday. Tyler McComas, Travis Davidson taking you into the weekend live from the Newcastle Casino where Lee Bryce is going to be here tonight at the Riverwind Showplace Theater. Uh, real, real quick on the transfer portal, we were uh, laughing at Mule Shoe last segment in case you missed it. Mario Williams is entering the portal from USC. Aaron Parks, an offensive lineman from OU, is entering the portal. And then we've talked a lot about uh, tight ends in the uh, transfer portal, Travis. And one of those names is Holden Stays out of Notre Dame. He just committed to Tennessee about five minutes ago. So Holden Stays of Notre Dame committed to the Vols. And it sounds like the name that we need to be talking about now at tight end is Bauer Sharp, maybe for the next OU tight end there. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you're going to take one. There's no doubt. You like what you have uh, in the room, but they're young and you don't have a lot of production to speak about. I mean, Caden Helms, I hope he gets healthy, is able to show off what he does. He's been in the in the system at least a lot now. He, he knows the, the language involved with it. Obviously, he's, he's tight with Joe John, so him. You've obviously got the ultra-talented 2024, reclassified to 2024, Devon Mitchell. Uh, who physically looks ready to, to get on the field. He'll be an early enrollee. Um, Cade McIntyre, you really like what you've got there. I mean, you've, you've, got, you've got guys, you just have no, no production yet. And yeah. usually production means you haven't had the opportunity to have production. But with that tight end room specifically, it's been health that has been such the issue. So, yeah, I think, uh, I mean, you're obviously going to take a tight end. And I don't know. I know Holden was supposed to take an OU visit, and then obviously I got canceled in the last few days. I'm not sure if that's because OU was going in a different direction, or if Holden had already decided on Tennessee at that point. But even in even in the you know the tweet about it, it doesn't say that he that he picked Tennessee over Oklahoma or anything. So um, apparently those conversations were uh, just preliminary at best. But I did I did find Aaron Parks was in the portal after the spring game. Okay. So, so he went to the portal after the spring game, came back, then didn't play again, despite all of the just the turnstile offensive line due to injuries, didn't really play much. So totally understandable. Go find a place, ball out, you know, go to the league. It's like uh, K-Dib and the 918 said, hey, what's one more offensive lineman at this point, right? Hey, what's one more entering the portal? Uh, right at the, after the point you're in but Bauer Sharp uh the tight end that we'll probably start talking a lot about 65 245 pounds out of uh southeastern Louisiana uh, I believe he was a redshirt sophomore this past year Bauer Sharp 65 245 out of uh, southwest or southeastern Louisiana University we also have to fill up that stat sheet brought to you by Dorsey Jones Buick GMC in El Reno and let's fill up that stat sheet by picking a final score for the basketball game tomorrow. I have found a betting line, and the line is OU minus 24 
tomorrow night uh, against Green Bay. Green Bay, the best team they've played this year, they played at Iowa State the first game of the year, and they lost by 41 to the Cyclones. Ooh. Yeah, so OU a 24-point favorite tomorrow night. That's that's a cover. OU's covered in four out of their past five games. Let's make it five out of the last six, Travis. OU wins 89-62 uh, in the LNC tomorrow to move to 10-0. That's what I got. Hmm. Let's see. I have it at, let's see. I have it at, let's see. We scored over 70 in every game. We've hit the century mark. I'm going to go 85-46. Ooh, look at that defensive effort holding the uh, Green Bay to 46 points. That is be, a 39-point win. Dang. Yep. It would be our third 39-point win of the season, I believe. Okay. Well, we've got Cover City tomorrow. OU uh, 9-0 OU hosting 5-6 and six Green Bay, 8 p.m. at the LNC. That game is on... Uh, that game is on ESPN+. Plus. Sugar Shane says Aaron Parks in the portal. Not a surprise. I agreed with that. Um, Parks played in the Cheez-It Bowl last year, says Hawaiian Sooner. And from the 405, 78-43 and a Porter Moser shirt rip at half court. Oh, oh wow. He's going Musselman? Is that what you're saying? Oh, wow. Mm. I think That'd after be the first time win. that's happened. You know, it would be interesting since we're playing – Green Bay, maybe he does the discount double check championship belt. <laughs> yeah, that would be. Maybe he does one of those yeah. to the student section. Discount I'd like double that. check. I'd that like that. Be, that'd be sweet. Gunny says 105.69 is a 36 point win. My high school number plus OU by a few, fellas. 105.69 says Gunny. There you, there you go, there you go. I think, but that's the thing. I think as long as as long as they aren't reading their press clippings, which I have no reason to believe that they will and part of the reason that it's so nice Tyler that you have eight starters is those three starters that start the game on the bench I know that's a weird thing to say but those three starters that are getting starters minutes they want to get into that full-blown rotation because I know Porter can tell them all day hey look guys you guys are the second unit but trust me trust your guy Porter you guys are actually starters no they're they're gonna say look I know I'm getting the minutes but I want to be on that court to start. So you've got constant competition with those guys to try and get out there. So yeah. I don't think this is a team that's going to, you know, if you've got two or three guys that are kind of carrying the team, some guys might get a little lazy. Oh, I don't know if I'm going to get into it. Like, I think they're going to keep on it and stay hungry the whole year. So I do think it's going to be a blowout. Shark says, I'm going Teddy here, 169-69. to 69. Oh, gosh. It's like an old Billy Ball score right there. I, I like that, 100-point win. Um, what's the, in your mind, and text line, duh, you can chime in on this one, what's the single most anticipated home game this year? Is it the Kansas game at home? And a few of these you're going to play for the final time in a while, right? The Kansas game at home, the OSU game at home, the Texas game at home, or Kelvin's return to the LNC, the Houston game at home? You know, I think... I think it's an incomplete grade right now. I would go Texas, personally, um, but it all depends on where everybody's ranked because if it's a situation where Kelvin comes in and it's like a top-five matchup, if OU keeps winning or 
you know, at least does well in the Big 12. That's the thing about the Big 12 Conference. It's so good that if you, you know, win a couple and lose one or something, like you're not going to just totally drop like an anvil out of the rankings. Like the the AP and everybody, they respect the Big 12 enough to where, I mean, you've done enough in the in the non-conference so far to, to buy yourself a little bit of credibility. So I think it depends on whichever one is a top-five matchup or it's Texas at home. Um, Houston coming here and not just not just Kelvin, but Hollis coming back, Kellen coming back. I believe Qantas is still on that staff as well. That's 20, probably yeah. my answer just because like that, that's my childhood, man. And all those guys coming back oh, to the yeah. LNC for the first time in a while—that's that's, that's going to be pretty cool. I, I, I got to make it out that night for sure. That's in that's in 2024. Really, 2024 is a very sentimental, you know, time. All those guys coming back, you know, Heupel coming back, Beamer coming back. Like, man, there's a there's a lot of people coming back to Norman in 2024. Going to have um, a lot of tribute videos. Yeah. Would you Would you like to guess who Ladonna from Lubbock? Who, who she, like, her, her game uh, is this year? Would you like to guess? Yeah, I'm going to go out on a limb and say the old Sand Aggies. Beating Tech at home, like beating them down and embarrassing them. LaDonna just, you know, listens to the show, and she comes with a chair out of nowhere, just over Tech's face, basically, there. I, I love that so much. That's funny. Yeah. 405-651-3439. We do have some college football tomorrow, a lot of college football, actually. We'll talk about it coming up next. Final segment of the day on the other side right here on The Ref. Do you eat, sleep, and breathe Sooner football? We do too. This is The Ref, home of Sooner Fan. Final segment of the week. Riverwind Casino and Hotel bring you the final hour. That's where I've been hanging out today. Appreciate Riverwind for having us out. Really kind of all day here on The Ref on this friday got bowl games coming up tomorrow so one final reminder espn bowl mania go sign up now don't miss out on all the fun we're going to be talking about this throughout the entirety of bowl season don't be the one left out not in the competition espn bowl mania go to unhitch the wagon that bowl mania group unhitch the wagon password is sooners with a capital s Go pick bowl winners throughout bowl season, and if you win, yeah, well, you're going to come away with a Hal Smith gift card, which is awesome, awesome. Uh, bowl Mania, ESPN Bowl Mania, Unhitch the Wagon is the group name, capital S Sooners for the password. And we got football, Travis, from 10 a.m. all the way until maybe midnight tomorrow night. Georgia Southern in Ohio in the Myrtle Beach Bowl at 10 a.m., Howard and Florida A&M in the Celebration Bowl. Jacksonville State and Louisiana in the New Orleans Bowl. Miami of Ohio and App State in the uh, Cure Bowl. New Mexico State and Fresno State in the New Mexico Bowl. UCLA and Boise State in the L.A. Bowl. And then Cal and Texas Tech in the Independence Bowl. Do any of those bowls that I just listed off, does that, do those do anything for you? Will any of those be uh, catching your eye on a Saturday afternoon or Saturday night? Ugh. Maybe the, I think New Mexico State. I think that's where Michael Boganowski Sr. and Jamar Kane played. So, I suppose I'll pull for them a little. Other, like, no. I mean, I'll it's, hate it, watch Tech tomorrow night. I'll do that. Yeah, I mean, 
Tyler, we're, we're to the time of the year that I always I, I, I kick myself because I know when June comes around and you and I are talking on a Friday, you know, about, you know, a big College World Series run that OU baseball has been on. Like, we're going to be like, God, I wish I had some football to watch. Any football whatsoever. And I'm going to think to myself, remember all those bowl games you ignored? I, I, I hate myself for it, Tyler. Yeah, I, I wish we could um, just put Miami of Ohio and App State in a capsule and release it in April. Then we'd really appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no probably not going to watch too much of it tomorrow at 2.30. Other than hate watching Texas Tech. LaDonna, you with me? You going to be hate? Well, she'll be at the OU basketball game because you got free tickets for us. But go Cal. Go Cal Bears tomorrow night. All right, that'll do it for us. As always, appreciate the text, all the interaction. We'll talk to you next week right here on The Ref. Closing time You don't have to go home But you can't stay here I know Wake up every morning with the voice of the Sooners Toby Rowland It's the T-Row in the morning show With Toby and TJ Perry On the home of Sooner fans The Ref Sports Radio Network